0: Greetings and welcome to Wake the Dead. Today I am delighted and we are privileged to have as our guest, Jerry Marzinski. He, he has a bachelor's in arts in, in psychology and master's in counseling and rehabilitation. He is a retired licensed psychotherapist with over 40 years of experience working with and studying the thought processes of psychotic and criminally insane patients in some of the most volatile psychiatric institutions in the nation. He has held the positions of second lieutenant, in Arizona civil air patrol and assistant scoutmaster. His formal academic training comprises a uh, bachelor's in psychology program. He was awarded the state of Arizona's meritorious service award. He's also a commercial pilot. Certified scuba diver and long-distance motorcycle rider. I can relate to you on that one Uh, He is a co-author of an amazing journey into the psychotic mind Breaking the spell of the ivory tower and is currently in private practice working with schizophrenics Uh, You can visit his website at jerrymarzinski.com. Thank you very much Jerry for Being my guest today and gracing us
1: well, thank Welcome. you for helping me get this information out because you certainly aren't going to get it from the psychiatric mafia or big pharma. You
0: well, know. yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I like to bring the truth, and I am uh, delighted that we can get your perspective on this phenomenon that you've uh, over the your entire career dealing with schizophrenics. Um, you, you, unlike your colleagues, you had enough care. To ask these patients and inmates uh, what the voices were all about, you inquired, and you seem to be one of the only ones who've done so. And uh, what you've learned from them is infinitely interesting, and it uh, connects many dots in my understanding of ritual magic, uh, noncorporeal beings, the hierarchy, the hierarchy of demon realms, and um, Many of these topics that i that I just mentioned right here uh, haven't really been brought up in conversations with you uh, recordings online, and I wanted to ask you these type of questions and get your opinion on you know maybe some anecdotes of like that type of thing and when we were in conversa- when we were speaking over emails, you sent me a list of uh, the traits of what these voices do and how they attack and um, you wanted to relate that to uh, uh, you had an insight about the world today and I wanted you to sh- be able to share that today as well um, so uh, first could you please you're new to my show could you give my my listeners a, a short like uh, you know history of how you've come to this knowledge uh, uh, you've gotten this expert expertise in your own well. Work. You know, let me.
1: Th- <laughs> that'll be a challenge to keep it short. Let me give it a shot because it. Uh-huh. You know, it took took close to 25 to 30 years to piece this together. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, like all the rest of my colleagues, I graduated. Uh, you know, left graduate school, and was told that the voices schizophrenics hear are hallucinations, and and virtually basically ignore them. And that's what psychiatrists had been telling uh, these patients, just ignore them. And I remember one day uh, after I went to work at at Central State Hospital, which was probably the biggest psychiatric hospital on the planet at at the time, back in the 70s, uh, when I got there, there were close to 10,000 psychiatric patients in that place. It sprawled over 200 acres. And... uh, or 300 acres and had like 200 buildings, so it was a small city and it was in the middle of nowhere in Millington, wow. Georgia. So, uh, the, one of the the f- first groups that uh, I kind of was confronted with. So, I was working for a psychiatric rehabilitation center under the Department of Vocational Rehabilitation, and our job was to kind of pick the highest functioning of the psychiatric patients throughout the hospital put them through vocational training and get them out of the hospital. Okay. Right. Some of the, some of the brightest, more functional ones were schizophrenics, but what they would do is sabotage themselves. I mean, as they were, <laughs> as they were about to graduate, as they were about to complete their classes, they would go off their meds. They would do something bizarre. They would sabotage themselves. I'm like, what the devil is going on with these people? Right. And And I didn't understand anything. Um, you know i i I knew that they were hearing voices, and what I was taught in in college was okay, the voices are hallucinations, so I just assumed that they were like um word, just, word cabbage or you know just right didn't make any sense at all, right. Uh, the first time I was confronted—I mean, graduate school didn't did very little to prepare me for <laughs> this, working at the psychiatric hospital. Uh, it it was like a candy store for somebody who's interested in in uh, mental illness because right. there there was every every mental illness known to man there. Uh, but right. but the most intriguing for me were the schizophrenics because nobody understood them, and they were doing bizarre stuff that would you know. Harming other people and themselves and mostly themselves as if you know, they didn't
0: have control over it, right? It it seemed to you as if they don't control it and they uh, for some reason they're inflicting this on their own lives and <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and especially you know when they put them on medications um, They gorked them out, you know, it was like uh, You could see they they just
0: right incapacitated you know, the victim,
1: Kind the of medication. you know, they were still able to function better but those, I didn't know it at the time, but those meds are very toxic. You know, with long-term use, they rot out your brain, they shrink your brain. Yes. Uh, they rot out your peripheral nervous system. Of course, the patients were never told this. Right. You know, they they might have been told to watch out for some of the most prominent symptoms, but psychiatry never informed them of this. They go, right. oh, okay. It was it was almost like in the psychiatrist's office, they just had like a dartboard and they'd throw it at the <laughs> and like, okay, we'll start them on this one. You know, this right. one seems to work da, da, da.
0: And um, um I, sorry, but it, uh, I kind of I I wanted to touch on this too in this conversation. Is like the history of psychiatry really isn't about care for the patient; it's about controlling them.
1: Exactly, it's about right. control. Right. Uh, they they started out with different kinds of control. Some that come to come to mind pretty quickly are of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, prefrontal lobotomy, where they would stick an ice pick. Right through the, the socket of the eye, and they'd scramble the person's brain. So um, yeah, such that, a
0: crime. They,
1: yeah. Evil. They 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 virtually destroy. I only met one because uh, that was being done well before I got there. But I only met one guy who uh, who had that done, and I remember my initial impression was uh, he's he's not quite human. You know, I, right. I couldn't put my finger on it, but he wasn't quite human. He, right. You could tell that something. Something was was not right.
0: Right. He's working on his animal brain functions instead yeah. of his frontal lobe is not there yeah, anymore. It,
1: right. it was bizarre. The other thing they do is shock treatments um, at, yeah. at the hospital. They were doing uh, 1,300 shock treatments a month. And, and back then, it wasn't like the shock treatments now. I mean, they would have to strap these people down. Right. When they shocked them, or the or the convulsions, they would break their bones. They would break their arms. They would break their legs. With with, I I only saw one of those, and I I got a pretty strong stomach, but I almost fainted as I left the room.
0: Yeah. You know.
2: Um,
0: and and this is me, this is a progression of like this shock treatment is just one of many terrible things that they have done to patients. To control them. I mean, in the history, like in your book, you describe how they would spin people in a chair until they vomit. Yeah, um, and you know how you feel insulin. after your
1: bonnet, vomit? Vomit. Right. You don't. Yeah. You don't feel like doing anything. You're sick. Right. So yeah. that that was like, oh yeah, this is a treatment. So they made them sick. Then they progressed from there to uh, giving them emetics, medicines that made them sick.
2: Right.
0: They
1: they put them in, in insulin. Uh, right. Insulin shocks. Yeah. You know to. Uh, you know the the shocks would shut down the voices temporarily, but then they'd you know they'd make the person sick, so they wouldn't they wouldn't act out they' just physically
0: right. sick you know? and acting out is really what the the hospital was treating they weren't right. treating the <laughs> cause or ca- even no. yes.
1: they had no idea what the cause was right you know they it was like okay these guys it, it's they're something their brains are broken, and then uh, Let's just
0: control it, them in a in a prison cell, basically. Well, take and, them out of society on, on,
1: on wards. Take them out of society and drug right. them up so they weren't causing problems. And they're doing the same thing in prisons now. Yeah. After after they cut out the state hospitals all over the country because they were costing too much, supposedly. Right. All these people are ending up in prison because they can't they can't sur- survive without stealing stuff or some kind of you know selling drugs or something. Right. So here they are already psychotic. They send them to prison. The gangsters see this, and they're use the gangsters are using them for torpedoes. Going, hey, that guy in the opposite gang, he's he's going to get you. He's going to kill you. You better get him first. So you know they sick them on each other. They they make them take the, uh, They take their meds away, and wow. use them for human torpedoes. So wow. after after years of this kind of treatment, they're so released. total.
0: They use them as mind-controlled slaves, basically. Yeah. To oh, do yeah. The, as yeah. golems for the. Uh,
1: yeah. To to do the their dirty work for them.
0: Uh, that's very reminiscent of what the, you know, the government is doing to these patients, you know, uh, like a lot of time. Well, anyway, we don't need to get into that. But, um, yeah, so these, so you've discovered you've, you've come in contact with all these schizophrenics and you're, and we're speaking first of the, your first job at the, uh, rehabilitation center.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, so I I noticed some oddities that didn't fit in with what I were, what I was taught.
2: mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Um, it, it just, didn't fit. First of all, I remember the first one was, I was thinking that if they were hallucinations, they were random. There was no, uh, no pattern to them. They were just garbage. Just, just, uh, uh, what do called call Verbal
0: diarrhea, uh, basically
1: diarrhea, nonsense,
0: right. but
1: it wasn't like that. So the first one I, I saw that kind of grabbed my interest was a fellow who was, it was like, he was talking on a telephone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he, he would Say something, and then he'd wait for a response, and he'd be listening, and then he he'd give a, a response to whatever he heard, okay. but so it was like listening to one side of a telephone conversation and and it wasn't you know verbal cabbage, I mean ground cabbage. it, it made sense right. um, from what he was saying. He was arguing with somebody or something that I couldn't see, or it appeared he was arguing with himself. But, but, the
0: but it had a coherent entity. Had a it was it like, was like it had a, yes, it was coherent. And it seemed like it was a speaking to an entity or something. It, or something that yeah. made sense in English, speaking to it. Right. Okay, that's so, interesting.
2: So,
1: uh, the, that, that's, I think it might have been even the same guy. I, I crept up on him on the second floor, the second floor ward of uh, the psychiatric unit I was lur- uh, working on, and I was trying to tune in to what he was saying, you know, and, uh, you know, some probably 15 years before uh, Temple University, uh, during in a uh, um, clinical psychology class, uh, abnormal psychology class, uh, we were assigned to read a paper by a psychologist who wrote Something that said if two schizophrenics were to meet each other and they both had the same delusion, one of them would have to give way and get a different delusion. And I'm thinking, you know, even as a uh, undergraduate, I'm thinking, why that it makes doesn't no make sense. sense. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, why would they have to do that? Yeah, you know, what, what's it makes no sense. So, but one thing that happened is we didn't have any access to a clinical population as students. Even in the master's degree, we, we didn't have good access to a clinical population. You might be able to counsel you know, students or uh, in the program I was in, we got to work with some prisoners, but it wasn't a psychiatric clinical population.
0: Right. You just got to read about it in the book and you had to accept it as true because you never saw it. And
1: and I hated that because there was no way to verify it. The only thing I could verify was experimental psychology where you could go into the lab and actually watch these things happen. Everything else they trusted, you know, you had to trust them. Yeah, and, and my trust for uh, authority was in the dumps.
2: I mean, yeah, God bless that, you. That's why that, you're that, here. <laughs> yeah. that,
1: that that was instilled in me from a very young age. Beautiful. You know, so it, uh, it was always irritating to me to have to read this stuff, spit it back out to them, and believe it with with right. no no way to verify it. Absolutely,
0: it's not really knowledge. It's yeah. just belief. It's yeah, the, yeah.
1: Well, what they say, and right. then you look at the back of the textbook, and here's. You know, this guy's quoting this guy who's quoting this guy who's quoting this guy who's quoting this guy. Quoting this guy. And it's and, circular. And, and, they all circular, quote circular. each
0: other. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, to remind me, one day when I was scuba diving, I, I saw this little community of fish that built mounds and they just stuck their head above the mound. And you know, when one left, another one would go and steal his little rocks for his mound and bring it back to his nest. <laughs> so here's all these thieves in this little community. And, mm. and they, when one guy left, another guy would come steal his rock. When he left, somebody would come steal his rocks and, and put them around the entrance. The <laughs> only people who were bringing new—the only— uh Entities that were bringing new material into the community were the ones on the outskirts who were venturing out past that community. Right. And I sat there and I watched that. That I had no idea why. It just fascinated me. And I watched it and almost burned up a whole tank of air watching these guys. <laughs> and, and and then later on, it reminded me of these professors. You know, stealing information from one another yeah. and quoting it as if it's real. You know, and it's exactly. just like you said, a circular thing that they'd pass it back and forth to each other. Nobody would break out of it. <laughs> and, and you that have sounds the right familiar.
0: To I mean, if you look at the media or what you know, the government official news, whatever, yeah. uh, it's all that. Like nobody gets any new information. It's always this passed around belief of something. It's they do that a lot. It's not yeah. just fish and and. You know, doctors. <laughs> like so,
1: so I was taken aback by this guy who, like one side of a conversation, I crept up on him to yeah, see if I could hear what what he was saying. Now he was a new guy to the unit, and I was in charge of of this this entire psychiatric unit, you know, for for services there, and uh, crept up on him, trying to listen to him, and he saw me. So I walked up to him and I introduced myself and I said, "You, you—I haven't seen you before. You new to this unit?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got here a few days ago." I said, "What's your name?" And he said, uh, he looked at me and says, "I'm Jesus Christ." <laughs> and I Uh-oh. looked at him and and my me? mind flashed back to that abnormal psychology class where,
2: mm.
1: you know, the 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 psychologist wrote a paper, you know, two people with the same delusion, one of them would have to change. So I looked him in the eye and I said, uh, no, no, you can't be Jesus Christ because I am. <laughs> and I sat there and watched him on the pins and needles, like, what's he going to do? What's he gonna do? <laughs> you know? And he he thought, he, he looked at, you know, he thought about it for a little bit while. And then he he kind of looked at me and he go, okay, we can both be <laughs> Jesus Christ. And
2: he <laughs> walked off,
1: you know, wow. and I went, okay, they lied to me about that. What right. else they lied to me about? You of know, course. so so now... Now the feeling, the sense that I'd been lied to
0: mm-hmm.
1: was starting yeah. to manifest in in truth.
0: And you you're know, vindicated and, 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 with your yeah, yeah, your gut feeling is right. And, my gut know.
1: feeling is it so that was that was one thing. Mm-hmm. Um the yeah, and and then I started getting these these snippets from you know asking them about the voices. They didn't want to talk about the voices. It took quite a while to learn how to uh how to talk to them, them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, well, you know, what happens to them is they admit they're hearing voices and that gets back to the psychiatrist and they just drug them silly. Of course. You know? So, like you said,
0: it's, almost it's as if the is almost as if the doctors are told by a higher authority to do so. And they just unquestioningly do that. Well, they're, uh, they're programmed and, mm. in medical school. So the, right.
1: the big yeah. pharma has taken over the medical schools long ago. Right. they teach what they want them to teach and one of the things they teach is that the only way to treat psychosis is with these toxic right. uh, major tranquilizers and yes. that the voices are hallucinations
0: and they all, they do, all of these drugs do is damage they only damage the brain even you know even prozac and uh, you know all of like uh, the the ADHD medicine like they all damage the brain that's their function and the the symptoms of that damage is what is the desired result, you know, so. Well,
1: well I, I, I don't think or, I, I think that, that that's the only thing they know. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing they know. And that's what they were taught in medical school. That's what and that information was infused to them through the medical schools by big pharma who started this crap back in the 70s when Prozac right. came out they knew it was a lie at the time that mm-hmm. there was you know there was no chemical imbalance but they pushed it anyway cuz it yeah. sold drugs
0: and there's recent there's a recent article that proves there there is no chemical imbalance they- they were wrong on that all these years, and oh, they admitted the, it in, a, in an article. I can send you the link uh, after oh,
1: this. It, it's coming out now. Recently, it's yeah. it, there's like an infusion of it, but I've been saying it for years, and of that course. information has been out for years. Uh, and, Peter Brighan also. Peter yeah. he He yeah. came out straight with it, and he said, yeah, they are destroying these people's brains. Nice. He wrote the book Toxic Psychiatry. So you That's want to get a good look at that profession. Peter Bruggen, toxic psychiatry. He, he wow. reveals it all. They don't want that out. They, you know, they covered up the uh, the
0: the damage it's doing. Right. Um, and if you look at Prozac, it's mainly fluoride. It's like four parts fluoride. Oh, I didn't know that. Fluoride's toxic. Exactly, it's the same, and it's and the way that they're drugging, well, drugging, uh, poisoning the water, everybody with this fluoride is the same. They wanted to put lithium in water too, to to adapt people's, uh, you know, the way that they act, and and you know, it's 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 criminal, and
1: it's it's out of control, and you know, they're doing that, they're doing it now with all these drugs they have out there. Uh, That it came to my attention. When you know i I'd ask all the nurses at the hospital I'd ask the psychiatrists why why are they doing this? why do they go off their meds you know <laughs>
2: and
1: and uh, nobody was curious about that yeah. it, it, the the main response was because of the side effects
0: you know? exactly um, but, i I have a friend personal friend that uh uh has been you know, he would, he went to mental institutions every summer for like six years and they were giving him all kinds of different Hal doll and like all these other big meds. And, and, um, he would stop taking them when he had a girlfriend because it would, it would be like salt Peter, you know? And, uh, of course he wants to have a full relationship with his woman. He doesn't, so he would get off of them and then he would go crazy. And, um, it's, you know, and they don't have to add that to the, to the meds. It seems as though they do that on purpose, like a eugenics. They don't want them to breed. you know.
1: I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I mean, it's, so, you know, after, after being told over and over again, it's a chemical imbalance, it's a chemical imbalance. I mean, one day I give them I, more chemicals.
0: That'll fix it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, yeah. That's their, their point. And, and yeah. then I noticed that. You know, before the, I worked with a, uh, a lot of different psychiatrists there and, and since then, and I noticed that not once did they do any kind of lab test, uh, any other kind of te- no uh, test, no test whatsoever.
2: There is test. Yeah, they don't there have one. There is no test
1: to, yeah. to, to find out what that chemical imbalance was and what was out of balance by how much. You right. know, there's there's like, I don't know, some like 43 or so different neurotransmitters in the human brain. They have no idea what the balance of the that that, yeah. that balance should be. No Do
0: they even know what the, all those neurotransmitters do? I mean, you know um, I I doubt it. I, yeah,
1: I doubt I, it. But yeah. they you know, they don't know what the, the chemical balance of the brain should be. They don't cool. have a test to right. test for it. Right. You know, so but here and they are testing if
0: this. they did, how would they be able to say this is normal? You know, like they would have to test everybody in the world and like get a, a, a like a, a bell curve and I mean, it's, it's just silliness. The, uh, but people, you know, just like they, you know, they accept this, Oh, chemical imbalance. That makes sense. And then they don't look further. They just accept it. Okay. And then they piece that into their understanding and go along with it. Like, uh, you know, like fossil fuels or like these other ideas that aren't true, but they make sense in a way. And we can just Trade that like a.
1: Yeah, you figure it. Hey, OK, I've been, we're giving them a chemical and it's helping. So it must be a chemical imbalance. Right. So I started asking psychiatrists, how do you know this? How do you know this? You know, how do you know this? And, mm-hmm. and what I was told was that the uh, pharmaceutical companies did the research and they were going off of that research. And it, it's like they researched like, themselves. They, yeah. yeah, it's like gold star guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. That's like letting the fox in the hen house and locking yes. the door. What? What did you know? I'm thinking, and and that's what they're doing. They they were taught by the pharmaceutical controlled universities that this was a chemical imbalance based it, on on what the drug companies were were making them
0: teach with exactly. their their stipends and their making their, them uh, teach money. Yeah. Yes, and Rockefeller started these schools uh, over a hundred years ago. Uh, you know, they—the um, whole idea of surgery and medicine came from. Like, look at—there's a book, Rockefeller Medicine Men. I forget the uh, the author, but there's been a lot of research on this, and people can look this up. That uh, it was started by Rockefeller and oil. They wanted, like. John D. Rockefeller's dad was a snake oil salesman, you know, and they, they used rock oil to make these medicines for like pennies and they would charge tons of money for it. And uh, it's been the scam ever since then. They've been doing it, you know, and they, when, uh, when the, the current or when the, ho- the hospital or the schools at the time wouldn't accept this information, Rockefeller just went and made his own schools, just created well, well, it.
1: Well, what yeah. he did is he, he bought off Congress.
0: <laughs> and yeah,
2: they bought
1: it. off Congress and said, OK, for any any medical school to be licensed in the United States, they have to teach pharmacology, pharmacology. Right. Uh, pharmacology. And it's like
0: a takeover, basically. It was of, a
1: takeover. Right. So there was only a handful of schools that could stay in business after after they bought off Congress, right. you know, for for doing that. So they all had to switch to teaching pharmacologic pharmacological medicine. Right, You know, and, and any, who, stuff, any who didn't lost their license, damage. they couldn't function.
0: And all of those things like pills and surgery, all it does is damage the patient, you know. Well,
1: well, you should see their response when they found that out. So some researchers who were doing autopsies on long-term schizophrenics who'd been on these drugs for years saw that consistently their brains were shrunken like walnuts,
2: oh. you
1: know. And, and so they, they wrote that up, said, hey, listen, they're – There appears to be a one-to-one correspondence between long-term use of these psychiatric drugs, these antipsychotics, and the damage that's being done to these people's brains.
0: They already course, had the, the evidence of tardive dyskinesia and and that well, type of thing. That,
1: that tardive dyskinesia is, a, is a, a symptom of the neurological <laughs> damage being right. done to these guys. Yeah. So so th- that's that's what it is. That and all these other symptoms that they uh,
0: there's these a bunch of people that are symptoms. In, this is inflicted on. I mean, this is. Yeah, and they're it's told it's an industry. That, it's built. an
1: industry, and they want to keep it that way. They, oh, they and
0: they want, want to drug needs. everybody. They want everybody okay. to be, you know, everything is. Uh, all the news is, you know, uh, brought to you by Pfizer. You know, right,
1: like, right, You turn on your TV, and it's all the. They're making, if I remember correctly, it's thirty-four billion dollars a year the pharmaceutical industry is making on antipsychotics alone. Uh, and these drugs are destroying these people. They're destroying their brains. Uh-huh. And and any other kind of therapy is considered snake oil or, or you know, just bull crap. Right. So when when these researchers found that the long-term schizophrenics' brains were shrunken like walnuts, they published that. Of course, this set off the the psychiatric mafia and and big pharma. Oh no, no, it's not the drugs. It's not the. It's not our drugs. It's it's the schizophrenia doing that. You oh,
2: know? so yeah, oh yeah, everybody believes
1: this. It's <laughs> a schizophrenia. So the researchers weren't uh... happy with that. So they what they did is they started giving rats and monkeys long-term doses of of these neuroleptic drugs yeah. and they saw that their brains were shrunk too so they published that and these guys
0: it's not a side effect it's an
1: effect it, it, it's an it's an effect it's right. a direct effect
0: right. yeah. and if you i mean uh i've you know our show my show we talk about this a lot and um they the uh the powers that be are mm-hmm. in a pro their process of of poisoning us and uh devolving us and trying to almost neuter our brains and our bodies to not have the full abilities of a regular human and uh you know with the childhood vaccines and the you know the schooling of what they you know public school and the um you know the the onslaught of uh the false you know the the information that's all not you know it's all fake information this this idea the world view of of uh of what they want you to think it's all poison and that you know we're our air is poison our water is poisoned our food is poisoned you know our media is put po- like it's um and in a sense it's a like a dysgenics on everybody trying to dumb us down and make us like non yeah. that can't even you know they put a mask on our face so we can't even breathe right you know and at the same time they got people in the streets saying, I can't breathe, you know, chanting. Yeah. It, it's yeah. ironic and really um
1: Yeah, this is a spiritual battle. This 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 is a spiritual battle. It's it's yeah. good against evil. You right. know, and, and we have to stand up to it. If if we don't, we're lost.
0: Right. You know, we're lost. So you, um, these schizophrenics are in a s- individual battle against evil. They're speaking to these people, to this, these non-corporeal voices and you are in, in, you know, you're intrigued and you're learning about this and you, uh, you ask them about the voices they tell you. Um,
1: well, for, first I was trying to figure out what they were and. You know, I didn't know at the time that the voices were telling them not to tell me anything.
0: Right. You know, and they conspire. And,
1: right. Well, you know, there's kind of truth to it, because what would happen, we were kind of like, you know, the, the point men for psychiatry back then. All, all that we knew was that those medications, you know, kept them somewhat sane. They were able to <laughs> function with them. Right. They didn't cause a lot of problems. Um, They could they could do schoolwork. They could they could master low level vocational programs uh, Mm. if they stayed on the meds. Problem is, they didn't stay on the meds. And and that intrigued me, too. So I'm like, okay, I started asking them, why don't you? First, I asked the staff, then why don't they stay on the meds? You know, if they go off their meds, they're going to get crazy. Are they choosing to be crazy over the meds? And the consistent answer I got from the staff was, no, they don't like the side effects, which made sense because the side effects are awful. I mean, mm. they're just awful. You know, not to like mention you said, their
0: brains shrink.
1: <laughs> yeah, not them infection. They, they mess up your, your thinking. So yeah. I, I didn't get any answers from them. Uh, I remember one nurse said, well, they're, they're psychotic. That's what they do. Know, that that yeah. that was the answer you know it's like oh, yeah that's... that's just a symptom of their illness that so they don't in... take their beds you know right. and that that was a, it was a psych nurse and i'm like that doesn't wash with me
0: right. but they're just so, doing what they're told you know well
1: Trust they're doing them. what they were taught right you right. know they're under the control of big pharma and the universities who programmed them yes now again i i mistrusted i i, I didn't trust authority. So I started asking the schizophrenics themselves and I got the same answer. You know, oh the the side effects are awful. You know, okay, that makes sense. But I said, what's worse? Because I've seen some of these guys in in a florid psychosis. I mean, it's hell. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's absolute hell. You know, demons attacking them, seeing hallucinations, things coming through the walls. Uh voices threatening them to kill them, talking behind their backs a so paranoid of every, I mean, it's, it's actual hell on earth. Wow. So I'm I'm looking at that and going, and, and watching some of them that are completely gone, just completely gone. They're in, they're in another universe somewhere and it's not a good one. And I'm going, well, what's worse? The side effects of drugs are, are being floridly psychotic. You know, so it's, it's like, why are they choosing to go back to that? Mm. You know? So I started asking them and it, at first it was a consistent because of the side effects, because of the side, the side effects suck. I, you know, I understood that. So, but what I I did, I went to the, the DSM and I copied down all the uh, symptoms of paranoid schizophrenia, you know, like two pages worth, mm. you know, really bad stuff, you know, hallucinations, auditory hallucination, visual hallucinations, paranoia, dah, 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 all, all these, all these bad things. I took the worst of the bunch, put them in those papers, and then I started asking them, okay, <clears throat> why, why'd why you, every one on my caseload who went off meds, I'd ask them, why'd you do that? They'd say, side effects, they're awful, they suck, right? Okay, granted. Here, take this piece of paper, write down all the side effects that you've had from the meds that you, you were taking. So, you know, they'd write down a handful of, uh, you know, bad side effects, because they all had, they, they all didn't have the same side effects. You know, some of them were the same. A, right. a lot of them were different. So uh, and I'd take that piece of paper, and then I'd hand them these, you know, this, this page or so of, of florid psychotic symptoms. And I said, check each one of these that you experienced while you were in a psychotic state. You know, And mm. then they'd give me that back. And then I'd hand them both back. I'd look at them, hand them both back, and i said, which is the worst? Which is worst? Consistently, 100%. Going psychotic was worse. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? You know, why are you choosing to go psychotic? <laughs> and and you know what their answer was?
0: The voices told me to.
1: <laughs> no, it was okay. I. It was I. Don't know. Oh, really? I okay. don't know. They three can't years.
0: access that information. They just no, th-
1: three years. Three years of that. Mm. I felt like one of them myself asking the same question over and over and over and getting the same response, I don't know, I don't know. So it was seven years in, and as I was about to depart from the state hospital, Mm -hmm. where I ran into one gal who had gone off her meds and it was the same stuff. She was about to graduate from cosmetology class. She was making good grades while she was on her uh, medication. She was doing fine, but she kept going off. So she went off for the third time. In the center, if they went off for the third time, we went, well, okay, if they're not gonna stay on their meds, there's nothing we can do, because they didn't know anything else to do. So they would discharge them uh, in a lot of cases. Um, so when the mother got, got word of, uh, that we were gonna discharge her daughter, she called right away. She said, please don't do that. I can't handle her. She she was doing good while she was there. Uh, let me come up and talk to you with her and, and see if we what we can do. I mean, I, I can't have her back here in that state. So I agreed to that. And the mother came in. Uh, she had to drive all the way from South Georgia. And we met this gal on a, a Friday evening. And uh, the mother came in. I brought her in. And both of the mother and I are asking her, why did you go off the mat? Why did you keep going off your meds? You're about to get discharged. And uh, you know, did the same thing. You know, she, oh, well, the side effects. And I said, I, didn't. I said, okay, what's worse? She admitted the symptoms were worse. Um, and I said, then why'd you do it? She said, you want, you're not going to believe it. She said, uh, I, I told her, I said, try me. I heard a lot of weird things while I was here.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Try me. So she said, the voices told me that the psychiatrist was poisoning me. Wow. And pointed to the side effects of the medication as being poisoned. It is which was, true though. It was true. <laughs>
2: right.
1: You know, it was true.
2: Yeah.
1: And and so the voices are taking advantage of that, saying you're being poisoned, don't take those meds. Right. Yeah. You
0: know, and so it's using truth in a specific way to manipulate the patient into yeah. uh, choosing. Into to choosing to go off
1: those meds.
0: Right. And in and, in so then, doing that that gives the voice total control over the body of the person because then they can give them all the full hallucinations and the full right
2: right yeah. they
1: have a lot more control the only reason those those major tranquilizers work is because they calm the person down right. not because of any common chemical imbalance thing it's a control mechanism to right. keep a, a vast body of psychotic patients under control right you know because back in the day before they had these drugs they had to use straitjackets so so there, here's all these stories I was hearing from old-time uh, attendants that worked at the hospital where they had to actually fight these guys to, to force them into a straitjacket and leave them in the straitjacket until they wore themselves out Wow before That's... they started doing the shock treatments and the, the making them sick and all that kind of stuff right so this for them this was a miracle you can control an entire population of psychotic patients with these drugs right which were discovered by accident. They weren't the result of all this uh, uh, years and years of research. They were discovered in a dye lab in Europe that, that made dyes for clothes. Mm. You know, the people who worked in those, those labs were starting to get gorky. Uh, first, they used it for surgery, you know, to, for surgery. Mm. Then they tried to use it, you know, because they saw it had a calming effect. They tried to use it in the psychiatric institutions in Europe, but the psychoanalysts didn't go for it. They go, no, no, we don't want your crap here. You're going to stop that. So they came to the U.S. And they, hmm. they started administering it to a psychiatric population in one psych hospital in the U.S. somewhere. And they found it worked marvelously. They kept huh. these guys down. They weren't bouncing off the walls. They weren't causing trouble. They were gorked yeah. up. Uh, they were manageable. And it went from there. there it right. was a miracle drug for them. So it's with that that psychology psychiatry won their battle with neurology. So there was a neck-and-neck neck battle for you know, who who was going to become the prominent, you know.
0: Right, who's going, to take the reins of who's, like, who's going to take the reins of black. Who's going
1: to take the reins. And, right. and the psychiatrists grabbed those drugs and ran with it. You know, so they beat out neurology in, in right. that case. And then they started using it for, for everything. You know, right now they're, they're giving it to kids. I mean, they're giving it to kids. There's like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of kids they're giving these toxic drugs to. And then they're, you know, the the amphetamines, the, the right. Adderall, the the right. Ritalin, you know, giving it to kids who become dependent on that crap and end up in prison.
0: And not to mention that uh, it trains them into being addicted to uppers. And then when they grow up and they're not in school, they're going to do, you know, other powdered drugs, you know,
1: yeah, they go out and they find meth on the streets and meth is a single most powerful drug that drives people to psychosis i've never seen any drug make right. more people psychotic than meth i mean right. the prison is full of them
0: right and the and, shadow people they and see And the shadow
1: people are, right. are one of the things they see. so it, it starts off they start using meth they feel like superman it feels great you know they stay up forever they can get a lot done it, it's it's like superman hmm. and and then they start hallucinating they start seeing the shadow people, they start hearing the voices and they go, oh, that's just a hallucination. It'll go away when I come down. And it does for a long while. And then one day it doesn't. Right. And they're as psychotic as any of the others. And it doesn't go away. And they're psychotic for the rest of their lives. Wow. It's a very dangerous drug and it's, it's like flooding across the border.
2: Right.
1: It opens yes, something it up. And I mean, it opens them up and it's like, right. hey, come and get me. Right. You know, the prisoners called it the devil's drug.
0: Yeah. it. That's... That is fitting. I agree. And if you look at, uh, you know, the the cartels that are moving it, they work with the government and the CIA, and they have different operations for getting it into the country and, you know, stupefying people. Uh, if drugs were legal, there wouldn't be such a market for it, you know, and there wouldn't be such. Uh, anyway, we don't need to go there. But so okay, so these. Uh, the schizophrenic drugs are being chosen uh, these people are choosing the psychosis and um, they well they're 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 not in
1: effect that's what they're doing right but when they stop the drugs they feel better and they're thinking You know, like regular drugs, like you take an antibiotic for an infection or something like that, you think, okay, it clears up the infection and I'm feeling better and now I can stop taking it. That ain't true for psychosis. They stop taking those drugs and it comes back because all those drugs are doing is suppressing the symptoms. They're not curing anything, nothing. You know, it's just suppressing the symptoms while it's
0: destroying their brains. That also keeps them... A hooked patient that has to be taking them uh, and that way the pharmaceutical companies can keep taking money and you know yep. uh, they can make an industry out of it you know it's not, not have. one and done where they're cured like they
1: No, they don't want them to be cured you don't make any money by curing these people right. you know anything that that moves toward curing them they're gonna blast and, and run down but they have no cure nothing they're doing is working absolutely yes. nothing. You know, it it and, and that's they have control of the media, so they're able to push their their thing. Right. You know, Thirty four billion dollars a year selling antipsychotic drugs alone. I mean, and they're ripping. What what happens is it's, I've worked in every psychiatric hospital in in Tucson and and in in Georgia. What it what it is? It's a big merry-go-round. <laughs> you know, they these guys, they go they go off their drugs, they lose it. They are sent to a psychiatric hospital. They keep them there until they milk their insurance policies dry, or get as much money from the government as they can. They put them back on those drugs. They steam the straighten out. They let them go. They stay, you know, sane for a few months. Then they eventually go off again. And then the same process swings through again. So it's like this big merry-go-round. With every revolution, they're sucking tens of thousands of dollars off of parents, the government insurance companies. And then everybody's wondering why medical costs are so high. Right. You know. Now you look at what's actually happening is these drugs aren't that expensive. They can make a profit selling them for a fraction of the price they're doing. I live 60 miles from the Mexican border. You can go across the border. And here in the US, it takes close to a thousand dollars a month of these meds to keep a patient.
0: That's a slavery right there. It keeps you in it. Like you have to, like it it takes away your agency where you don't have that money to do your own thing. You have to pay. Right. You know, it keeps them enslaved in poverty.
1: Yeah. You have to pay for the psychiatric office visit because they have control of those drugs, even though they're not abusable drugs. Nobody in their right mind would want to take them. And nobody... In their wrong mind would want to take them. Nobody right. wants to take them, and I doubt seriously that any of those psychiatrists have taken them themselves right. to see what it feels like. So they're not abusable drugs. They don't need to keep that chokehold on these things, mm-hmm. you know. In Mexico, so it, it takes almost a thousand dollars a month to stay sane on these drugs in the U.S. You go across the border to Mexico, you can buy them over the counter for seventy-five dollars for a month's worth. Wow! Over the counter. Wow. You know, so they can go to a psychiatrist once the psychiatrist goes, okay, I think this is what you need, you know, and then they don't have to go back to that guy again. Right. Like they do here. They have to go back to the psychiatrist in order to get these things. Right. And and the families have no choice. You know, They go, well, we can't live with you if you don't take these, so we have to go back to the psychiatrist. Then they have to go to the pharmacy, so uh-huh. the pharmacy gets their cut. Yeah. And then the drug companies get their cut. The psychiatrists get their cut. And medical costs are astronomical.
0: Total and nothing slavery.
1: is being cured. Yeah. Nothing
0: yeah. is being cured. Wow.
1: wow. It's a sick, sick system.
0: And it's growing every day. The DSM grows bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And what people don't know is that every one of those diagnoses in that DSM are made up. Right. They're made up that, you know, I, I saw a write up on somebody who attended one of those DSM conferences. They said it was like a tobacco auction. Where where all these psychiatrists are there and they go, hey, I got a new diagnosis, I got a new psychiatric diagnosis. Hey, how about this? And then and then they all vote on, on them. Oh. They vote them in, and then they vote them out. Wow. You know, so I mean, mental retardation used to be a psychiatric illness. They voted it out because they got so much flack. So it's not in there. Oh anymore.
0: yeah, it's because think, it others people and it's discriminatory. Yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they get they voted it out. I think I think uh, Southern Bell Syndrome was in there for a while. I think they Mm. voted that out. You know, so the ones that aren't working out well for them, they vote out. Right. so they create these new ones. They put them in, and it looks all official. You look at it, and here's all these numbers, 303.10. You know, it's psychotic with uh, That's how they
0: do it. I yeah. mean, look at Kinsey's book in the 40s. Like he he made it look real official with a rape of children and how many times they orgasmed, and you know, all written out. Twelve month old babies being raped, but you know, it's uh, it's science. And everybody since then, all the like all this sexologists and stuff, they all run on Kinsey's information and nobody seems to mind that it's about the abuse abuse of children you know he says that oh I don't need to go on a tangent but like this is kind of uh, they can make something that is totally horrific and disgusting look scientific and normal if they put it in a chart <laughs> you know yeah. they turn yeah. it into a statistic yeah and that that's what these
1: things are you know they're these what they are is descriptions of segments of normal human behavior, <laughs> that, that, that they that they have, uh, right. Uh, what
0: everybody gets depressed. Everybody.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So so they put it in these categories, and the reason they assign all this crap to them is because they need a diagnosis for the insurance companies.
0: Right, it's all money fueled. It's money, all, all it. money
1: fueled. I mean, yeah. you know, and and you look at the suicide rate of um, schizophrenics, three to five times higher than the general population. Right. Yeah. But you look at the suicide rate of psycho- uh, psychiatrists. It's the same. Yeah. Three to five times higher than, than any any other doctor. So yeah. they, they I think at some level they know they're not doing any good. You right. know it, it's a it's a sham. It's a it's a.
0: Yeah. You know, Their moral compass is getting the better of them, and like yeah. they feel the guilt of doing that to people. But see,
1: they don't know what else to do.
0: Right. You know, they don't
1: understand right. that if if you can get rid of those voices by any other means, right? You know, that the psychosis disappears. It goes. Right. It's gone.
0: Right. So, yeah. and you've had success in this. Uh, you've spoken in, in your in your book about uh, Psalm twenty three.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I found out earlier at the state hospital. The the patients, I, I noticed that the. the when the, when the chaplain had uh, ice cream socials in, in the rehab center, which it's hard to get cake and ice cream down in that place, Sure. Uh, none of the schizophrenics would go down there. They'd all stay on the ward in their beds. Mm. And I noticed that, and I went, that's odd. And then I saw it a second time. Then I saw it a third time, and I'm going, why is that?
0: They have an aversion to the chaplain, to the yes. church.
1: Yep, they had an aversion to the chaplain and the church. They didn't believe in God. They didn't believe in the Bible. Uh, they got anxious when they got around uh, church people. Da, da, da. So, so it, it was it was that. So I started. And questioning. And it's the
0: same way that the voices tell them to be nervous and afraid of the doctors, the of the psychiatrists and the psychologists, uh, have an aversion to that because they. The voices don't want you to learn you know you doctors to learn the truth about them
1: yeah and one one of the things the voices tell them is not to tell anybody about them yeah and that's pretty consistent don't tell right. anybody about it. if you tell anybody about us you're gonna get locked up they're gonna increase your meds uh, you're gonna go to the psych hospital and 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 that's what happens
0: right and if you look at uh, secret orders and secret societies uh, they there's a lot of uh, ceremonial magic ritual magic and they contact non-corporeal entities and they're not they're not free to speak about it they're in this secret order so they can this i guess we don't need to get into that just yet but uh so this these these voices had uh an aversion to the church to the the chaplain and uh so that was evidence for you of what you've later deduced about the voices. Uh...
1: Well, well, that was one piece. So, mm-hmm. so what this was was piece by piece by piece by piece over, over 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, here's a piece of the puzzle. I don't know what to do with it, but I know it's a piece. Right. You know. So I started asking them about their experiences when they entered a church. And I found it broke into three different classifications. It broke into, if the voices were weak, the voices would shut up when they went to a church. If the voices were moderate, they would get louder and they would block
0: to try to drown out the voice, Drown
1: out, drowned yeah. out the preacher. Right. If they were strong, they, 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 these people would jump up and run out of the church. Wow. They broke down into three different classifications. Yeah. Yes. So it's like the voices were driving their behavior somehow. And. You know, the paranoia were, was, it, it was clear. Yeah, it was clear. Here's all these indicators that it's the voices that are driving their behavior. Right. Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> Later, I found out if the voices could be go- getting rid of by any means, everything disappeared. It all went.
0: Right. But the, So the voice never, is, the, is the inflictor of this thing. It's, the, the
1: voice is the power behind driving. Right. That's, that's right. what's doing it. But here's psychiatry going, oh, yeah, the voices are hallucinations. that's what they are so you you ignore them you know and I remember one day being in a psychiatrist's office with a patient and the the psychiatrist increased his meds and the guy was complaining about the voices and the psychiatrist said oh just ignore them you know they're hallucinations just ignore them so I'm listening to that and a week later I called this guy in and I said uh, hey remember me I was in that uh, you know he was on my caseload so I said uh, remember what the psychiatrist told you to ignore your voices? I said, uh, did you try that? And he goes, yeah. I said, well, what happened? He said, they got louder. <laughs> yeah. So so then I started asking others. I said, you know, when you try to ignore your voices, what happens? They get louder consistently. Right. So, so here's these consistencies starting to show up, these patterns starting right. to show up. Uh,
0: so that really, I mean, how, because, uh, I mean, even like in normal, uh, common Hollywood, like there, there's the Exorcist in the movies. You know, there's this idea of demon possession that is in, you know, like you can come across this idea in, in regular uh, media, Hollywood, books, and stuff. So, did you like connect that in your mind? Did you? Well, think-
1: I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, that's an interesting question because I, I didn't want to see that.
0: Right. No, I was
1: den- I was denying that mm-hmm. you know to myself, but I was still looking at the evidence. The first time that I really got whacked up back the head is that I went with my girlfriend to into uh, Atlanta to see The Exorcist.
2: Oh wow! Okay.
1: and it shook me up so badly because it it was so close to what I was right. experiencing with these guys that I missed my turnoff for Milledgeville. and and it had to at night had to drive to the next turnoff to go back. That's how bad it shook me up. Wow! You know, so that was the first indication that I got, but I, I was still kind of denied. Well, so you
0: suppress that. You're like I'd that can't be it. true. That's Hollywood movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But then right. you know, at, as these patterns started to emerge. Uh, you know, I started seeing consistencies among all these. I, I must I, I interviewed hundreds of these people, and these patterns were the same. So, if something's running a pattern, it can't be a hallucination. What holds it to those patterns? Something right. is holding it to that pattern. They're right. not random. If they were hallucinations, they would be random. Right. You know, no, they weren't random at all. Uh, so, you know, I've started. One one person would tell me something, and and then I'd start asking all the others, "Do you experience this?" Yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> I never believed anything that one or two of them told me. So
0: this me. is okay. more concrete evidence than DSM could ever try to have. <laughs> like you're actually oh. asking and inquiring the vict- uh, you know, not the vict- but the patients. You know, you're getting real evidence, whereas DSM just votes on shit. You yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All they fun. do is blow it off. Oh, they're hallucinations. Yeah, just right. ignore it. You know, and and I got in trouble twice with psychiatrists for asking patients about the voices. I was told you won't do that. These voices are hallucinations. And what you're doing by asking questions about them is you're, you're reinforcing
0: the hallucination and making them worse. But it's all this is like a concerted effort with the voices against you and your colleagues in psychiatry are against you as well. It's almost as if they are possessed. Too maybe they're taking orders by someone who you know but I
1: wouldn't doubt it except they had nothing else
0: right you know, but they, it seems they, like it's like they're working in concert you know uh, so like the the hierarchy of their because they work in a hierarchical structure of obedience as well as the as demons do I mean from what I've learned uh, they there's a hierarchy and so it's almost mirrored in the real world and uh, if you uh, if you look into if you look at with any sufficiency of, of depth into who are the controllers of governments, who are the controllers of religions, uh, these are dark occultists, uh, ritual magicians, ceremonial magicians that that focus on bloodlines and they contact noncorporeal entities and gain information and benefits, uh, and it. Uh, I guess I'm jumping into the deep end real quick, but so it's, uh, okay. So we're still, I'm sorry. We're go, we'll go no, back we're to right. how you, <laughs> we'll go back to how you are, you're deducing that this might be uh demon possession. Uh, well,
1: I, I didn't want to admit that to myself for years. Right, I mean, right. it, it had, to, anybody else who was looking at this would have seen it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't mm. want to believe that. You know it's like uh so I, I kept denying it i can well this must be some something to do with their subconscious mind so da-da-da-da. it's a
0: scary thing that it, to for it to be like a spiritual battle you know uh taking place within the mind of an individual like that's that's much bigger and scarier for you being the doctor than just somebody an individual who's crazy and has random hallucinations
1: yeah, and 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 I got in trouble for how much time I was spending with these guys too. Where where my my staff, the other people I was working with, eh, twenty minutes is of what they'd spend with them. Uh, you know, a month just oh, how's your med? You, you had some voices, da da da. You doing okay? Da. And they let them go because they didn't know what else to do. Right. You know, they never questioned them about the the voices. And uh, tell the truth, the like psych patients never trusted them. So getting their trust to to get them to feel comfortable enough.
0: It takes to talk time about
1: their voice. To it, took it took time to and it took risk. So um, when I got to, the, you know, I got in trouble twice at the state hospital for asking uh, patients about their voices and, and the voices didn't like that. So they got some of them to act up and the, I got in trouble with psychiatry.
0: And then so, it confirms the other, your colleagues that, oh, it's making it worse. So it, it's confirmation bias for them. So they put the kibosh on you really?
1: yeah they put the kibosh on me and they were the psychiatrists with the big egos who had all the power yeah, so right. i had i had to be very careful but once i once i went to work in the psychology department of the state prison right. all that turned around 180 Nobody cares. degrees they're
2: like oh yeah okay.
1: it's, it's like if, a, if if one of the patients ran to one of the wardens and went hey this this psych guy is asking me questions about my voices and i don't like it you know it makes them louder. They so the warden would go, "Get out of my face!"
0: Right. He'd be like, "Sit down and shut up," right? Yeah. yeah. Sit down yeah. and shut up.
1: Get out of my face. You know, exactly. go back to your, your cell. Right. You know? And so, that's,
0: so that's a gift for you there. That was a
1: gift for me. You know, because right. I was able to work for years, you know, studying these voices, mm. um, until these guys started recovering, and then I got into real trouble. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't supposed to
0: happen. Right. So uh, uh, well, you devised, it, you found a method to help them that wasn't the uh, drugs, right?
1: It, it You know, it, it you know, I mean, they have to turn around and start moving in a positive spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. So what I was told, even back at the state hospital, was that the voices hated the 23rd Psalm. Right. You know, I was told by, you know, a, f- a few of these guys that the voices reacted to the 23rd Psalm like worms thrown on a hot frying pan.
0: Wow. So, so like so I... my, with the the walking the sh- the through the valley of the shadow of death i right. fear, fear no evil right right they reacted vehemently to that
1: it didn't stop the voices but it was like burning them with a blowtorch
0: wow so so
1: my whole operation the 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 what do you call it the mental structure which i operated from was anything the voices didn't like give them more of the
2: same right you know, it's, but a at the state hosp- it's a battle. It's a battle, but
1: at the <laughs> state hospital, giving them more of the same would cause more of a an explosion, mm-hmm. which was much more noticeable because they wanted to keep those guys down, and any kind of anything to upset them was considered a threat because they were attacking psychiatrists at a horrendous rate. Matter of fact, I you know it was like I noticed that it was the schizophrenics who were beating up psychiatrists at a rate that was out of proportion to any other staff it wasn't psych nurses it wasn't right. counselors it wasn't psychologists it wasn't uh chaplains it was psychiatrists right. you know and it, it was like almost every other they, month only see them him getting... every,
0: they only see him for 20 minutes every month yeah <laughs> right.
1: so that was that was one of my questions yeah. what are these guys doing to set these guys off in 20 minutes mm-hmm. to get their butt kicked you know i couldn't it, it didn't it it, it wasn't I couldn't comprehend it. It only made sense when that one patient, seven years later, said, "The voices are telling me that the psychiatrist is poisoning me." Once I heard that, it was like click. Right. That that's why they're getting the crap kicked out of them. You know, their assault rate is higher than any other doctor. Their murder rate is higher than any other doctor. You know, and and still they're going, "Oh yeah, the hallucinations, the hallucinations." Well, it's the
0: hallucinations that are killing and beating them up. Right. I mean, and in all honesty, they are holding these people captive and they're, you know, giving them poison. so like, and the doctor is the one in charge of the clipboard who's like assigning all of this torture onto the patient. So it, it makes sense to me that they would react negatively against the order giver than the regular orderly who's just strapping Who's just
1: carrying, yeah, yeah. who's yeah. carrying out the things. Right. So, you know, bit by bit as I got these, these uh, patterns, I saw that if you could interfere with these patterns and, and somehow block them out, that the patient would get better. You know, right. It it wouldn't necessarily get rid of the voices to start with.
0: It would make them weaker.
1: It, it would make them weaker and they would come less. Right. You know? But it required active uh, participation on the part of the patient. He couldn't just sit there and take a pill. He had to fight back. You had to do something to counter these things
0: had to Uh, reclaim his will, right? Yep, he had he you know,
1: they're like they're like bullies in in school where they they beat somebody up knock them on the ground. They just keep kicking. If you don't get up and fight back, they're gonna kick the crap out of you. you
0: And so they also feed on you while they're kicking you down. They are like your negative emotions Oh, well, the, the the patient's negative emotions are uh, fuel, feed to these entities. Right? That's
1: exactly right. And for years, I didn't know why that was. I saw there was a consistent one-to-one cor- correlation between them being attacked by the voices and right. their energy level disappearing to virtually nothing, where they couldn't even get out of bed to eat breakfast. And I thought that was because the voices were so negative you know they were you're no good you're a piece of crap nobody likes you your parents hate you uh, everybody's talking behind you it's a constant stream of negative crap mm. it wasn't random it was constantly negative so that's the first pattern i i saw these things are talking shit constantly to these people and it doesn't vary it's always negative what holds yeah. it negative um So, you know, and then these other ones, these other ones came out and I saw that if you interfered with them, they got weaker. Then all of a sudden the patients started coming in and this is at the prison. What I did with the prison is I got a group of schizophrenics who I felt I could trust and and wouldn't go off and Mm -hmm. made an agreement with them. Listen, if you tell me about your voices in real time when you hear them, when we're working together, um, I'll do everything I can for you. You know, I, I, you know, short of breaking the law or breaking, you know.
0: You'd stick up for him at parole uh, or whatever.
1: Stick up with him. You know, whatever I could do for him, I would. So we had that agreement. uh, and, and that worked out pretty well because, they, you know, we'd come in and I'd spend hours. Okay. And then what did the voices say? And then what did you do? And if you tried this, what happened when you tried this? So it was constant experimentation for years. Uh, I think this might work. Try this. Come back next week and tell me what happened. Right. You know. So it was all these. So tactics
0: this trial and error has trial led and you, error. To, and you found that Psalm 23
1: was one of the things.
0: Right, and the know. electroshock worked, but the electroshock
1: shock would work uh, temporarily. Right. You know, it would it would the voices would disappear temporarily, but then they would eventually come back. Right.
0: And it's damaging to the patient too. I mean, yes. you need something else to like right. shock them. You know. Now,
1: and that turned out to be a rubber band. So so you know it it took me weeks to figure cuz I was working with a clinical psychologist up in uh, he he was working at a private psych hospital in northern um California
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he was a Swedenborg student so Swedenborg was a Christian mystic that lived about 300 years ago
2: yeah. who
1: had complete access to heaven and hell right. and and he would he would go into a trance for 3 days and he'd come back and he'd write about all these characters that he met over there And some of the characters he met were evil spirits. And what Van Dusen noticed was with his clinical population, the voices matched exactly what Swedenborg was talking about. So when Swedenborg's talking about evil spirits, Van Dusen saw that his patients, the voices that his patients had, were exactly the same, same. they were the same. So what he did is he started trying to make friends with the voices. You know, which is the exact opposite of what I was doing. You know, <laughs> I knew they were, I knew they were bad. I didn't know exactly what they were. I knew they were the enemy. I knew
0: they were killing these people and destroying them.
1: They right. weren't anything good.
0: Well, so you took, were coming from a care for the person who was afflicted. You're, you know, you're trying to help well, the human, the other human. You weren't like, yeah, anyway, I mean, uh, I, and I, and I think from a, from your perspective, you're, were, you're were, you were coming from a heart based uh, care for the person. Uh,
1: and I wanted to do something that That affected it too, now yeah. van Dusen was just trying to learn about these things, so he would bring the patient in and he would he would talk to him and try to make friends with the voices
0: you know, and he didn't much he, like he, ritual magicians when they do their you know their dark ritual anyway, go ahead
1: Sorry. well, he didn't get far you know okay. he he didn't, he didn't get far a couple of things he did do that were interesting though was uh he gave he he got one of the patients he was working with. That he gave a MMPI and a Rorschach to, which MMPI is the gold standard for psychology, uh, measures you know psychotic traits, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he gave it to the patient, and then he gave it separately to their voices. Wow. So he he said okay, he told. So the patient, he treated
0: okay, them as if it's a, a dissociative identity disorder.
1: Well, he told the patient, okay, now disassociate from the voices. Let me let me. Give these tests to the voices now. You stay out of it.
2: Right. And
1: when he scored them up, he found out that the voices were much more psychotic than the actual patient.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: wow. I found that interesting.
0: So this, so this is a very similar trait to dissociative identity. Uh, would you say that? Do you think that because the voice takes over the person, as if it's like taking control, like another alter would?
1: Well, yeah, but it's all, in most cases it's a battle. You right. know. The the victim is told from the time they're born that all thoughts that come into your head belong to you. Right. I mean that that's what we're taught. That's what we believe. You know, it's, it's your thoughts. It's, it they come from your head. They must belong to you. Right. There's there's no any there's nobody saying except Swedenborg that no your thoughts come from other places outside of you. Mm-hmm. You're the one who chooses between those thoughts that enter your mind. You know, and what you choose is where you go. It's the direction you go. So that that was very interesting. So here's the voices sound, in most cases, sound exactly like your regular thoughts. They come through your head, the thousands of thoughts that go through your head a day, except.
0: They disguise themselves as you.
1: Yeah, exactly. They want you to believe that they are you. And if they can get away with that, they got you
0: so they feed you this idea that you are scum and you're worthless and then your depression and negative emotions are like a feed for the voice to feed on
1: that's exactly
0: right so um the so with dissociative identity uh that most is very commonly related to satanic ritual abuse it's like a symptom of that and Satanic ritual abuse a trauma based mind control is like they it's like a, a scientific application of trauma to to do to split the mind and uh I've learned that uh, they they can inflict a demon onto a victim they can transmit a demon into a victim to keep the partitions. Of the mind separate, so that if a person ever inquires about something from their past, they'll get this attack in their own mind, and it it's like a watchdog at the door of of this other part of their brain which they can't access through, yeah. due to the trauma and the you know, you know and there's
1: the there's a there's a new therapy that that was has come out fairly recently. I, probably, I guess it's been around for a decade or, or so more. But it's called the Mace Energy Method. It was, it was developed not by a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It was developed by a genius merchant marine ship captain who was, who was interested in the mind and, and kind of uh, pieced this together himself. And, and he, f- he found, along with what you're saying, he found that, that tra- and during any trauma— the feelings and the trauma are buried by the ego right away, and they're buried alive. So there's a negative reaction to any stimulus that comes and threatens to trigger that negative identity.
0: Right. You know? So it, it's like so uh, it keeps it locked, and it, it keeps, keeps it. It, it in keeps in it faith. locked, and it right. keeps an
1: emotional charge. And any stimulus or anybody who threatens to uh, expose it is attacked
0: right like you know, a psychiatrist like like yourself uh you know well, inquiring it's, it's, these demon it, uh, well these these well, voices it's, it's it's
1: more like you know at some point everybody's got a kind of person that they hate and anytime that type of person comes around there's like your hair goes up you know it's like, oh I don't like that guy. You, you don't even have to talk to him you can just you can just feel it you know uh-huh. so that's the negative identity in there that that's stuck and in all trauma that happens the ego right. doesn't want to feel those feelings it right. doesn't want to it doesn't want to keep reliving right. that thing over and so it buries it and buries it alive and it right. stays there and it affects the person for the rest of their lives
0: yes
2: so so what i, the mean, baby? I
0: I'm sorry like I, that it totally relates to circumcision, what they do to babies that and then the parents, when they grow up, they don't want to see that it was trauma. And so they do it to their kid and it continues and it creates a dissociative action in the in the brain. It changes them forever. Like, I just want to inject that because that's a big thing. Like they, they inflict this trauma on everybody. It's a routine, unnecessary thing. And um, I think that is afflicting the whole nation of babies uh and it has been for all this time and it makes them more susceptible to this influence of these uh voices because then they have this trauma reaction and their mind does that the the more trauma
1: you have the more likely these things are to come to feed they're they're like sharks they smell blood so when, when somebody has a lot of trauma and that's one thing consistent with schizophrenics they have a lot of trauma right you know so here's Psychiatry saying, "Oh no, it's not the it's not the trauma. It's the, you know, da da da. da, da. It's a it's a chemical imbalance. No, it's a right. trauma.
0: Right. The more
1: trauma they have, the more likely they are to have that. You know, That's to right. to come up with it.
0: And so um, the the I mean, the powers that be they turn up the trauma on the population. The more trauma they give, the more apt they are to be uh, unthinking slaves that follow, you know, uh, the dictates of the government or you know, or or
1: or out of control. Like look at the prisons. The prisons right. are full to overflowing now. All those people right. are being traumatized. I've seen them release people from the prison that I knew would kill somebody in six months. There was no <laughs> doubt in my mind they were going to kill somebody in six. Oh no, their time's up. Release wow. them on society. So here here here's the mainstream media. If if a prisoner escapes. It hits the main oh there's a murder loose in our community. Everybody close your doors and get your guns. They let them
0: loose all the time. Yeah.
1: No, they're letting them loose every day. Yeah. They
0: they're let they're they're Damien letting... Eccles loose for, because Hollywood told them to, you know, he yeah. murdered children.
1: Yeah. Scores yeah. of them. I mean these yeah. guys are traumatized. They're they're out of control. They're being released upon society. The prisons are the they're they're a blight. They're they're just right. a freaking blight. They're not doing anything to solve anything. BF Skinner, you know, 100 years, 75, 100 years years ago, you know, proved that punishment does not do anything unless the punishing stimulus is right there. It's got to be there. You know, it's got to be right there to punish the person right away. And and all it does is suppresses their behavior, be it below baseline, when the punishing stimulus is moved, it shoots up above baseline as if to make up for lost time, and Mm -hmm. then goes back to baseline again. So the prisons are doing nothing.
0: They're just holding. Yeah, recidivism, down. and that's another business. There's, you know, the prison yeah. is uh, yeah. the industry yeah. of prisons in America is like is huge.
1: It and is, and these private prisons are much worse than state or federal prisons. Right. They, they care about nothing but money. Right. You know, but they buy and off these legislators to, oh yes, I and mean, we we can keep them for cheaper than you you can.
0: Yeah. Look at Kamala Harris. You know, she was keeping them in jail longer than their prison sentence just to keep them uh, working slave labor. Because she needed more they needed more slaves to clean the highways and such you know, all that stuff. Now she's vice president. Like you know, they promote this kind of behavior.
1: Yeah, the it's country's it. being run by lunatics.
0: Yeah. That. It's almost as if it's uh they're they're afflicted by the same voices. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. So so as these patterns started appearing and I started finding ways to disrupt them, these guys started getting better. And then they started coming back and saying, the voices don't like what you're doing. Right. You know,
0: well, the voices it, are getting weaker and losing their control over the victim.
1: Right. So the voices are getting angry. And it wasn't just one. You know, it was like I hit a certain point And here's here's a bunch of them coming in after the sessions and going, the voices don't like you. They don't like what you're doing. They're getting pissed it's off It's nice
0: at that you. they that they're nice enough to tell you that. <laughs> it's good that you're a, have a good rapport with a patient where.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and that uh, was tricky sometimes because you know someone would come in and go uh hey, this guard disrespected me and I'm thinking about uh you know beating the shit out of him or or sticking it. Oh, right.
0: And now you know, legally so, you have to tell So, so now
1: legally that, it's like yeah, okay, yeah. you know, how much do I trust this guy? Yeah. Uh you know, can I intervene with this? And and I you know, On the other hand, if I turned him in just for saying that, you know, he even though he had no intention, he told me he had no intention of doing that. But he's telling me the voices are telling him to do it. Yeah. So that was like walking on the razor's edge, because if I turned him in, that would get to all the other ones. Right. And they would they wouldn't tell me crap.
0: Right. And it is just a thought or whatever. It's not like he's telling the plant, I'm going to get him on the yard at at lunchtime, you know.
1: Right. It was just a thought. You know, right. but the thing is, I had to I had to keep a closer eye on those guys. Of course, it got, got a little hairy sometimes, and and n- none of them ever hurt any of the guards. You know, so it, we were able That's to talk them down. Probably we saved we probably saved the guards a, a number of assaults in the long run. You know, but uh, yeah, it got hairy trying to keep their their uh, their trust. Right. But but that started progressing to the point that I remember one guy. Um, he turned around in the doorway after, and he was getting better. And he he looks me in the eye and he said, uh, "You know what you're doing is dangerous, don't you?" And he just stared at me, and I'm staring at him because it hadn't occurred to me. I'm thinking, "Oh, the, the voices are in their heads are not in my head; they can't come out. Hmm. You know, they're they're stuck with them, not me." And he turns around and walks away, and I'm going, "What did he mean by that?" You know? Right. Uh, so it's stuck in the back of my mind, and and uh, somewhere in there. I, you know, I realized that there was a one-to-one correlation between the voices coming and they're losing their uh, energy. Right. You know, and I'm like, why is that? And I, in my own head, I went, well, it's, it's because of the vo- the voices are constantly keeping them awake at night. They're telling them bad stuff about themselves. They're, they're, they're telling them people are going to murder them. They're, right. They're, so you'd they're, think you know, that all
0: depressive so- thoughts put you in a depressive state where you just don't want to move because right. you're sad. Yeah, right.
1: That's what I thought. Right. So one day I I come into my office and I get this. They call it an in, inmate kite from this one prisoner who uh, was in protective custody. It uh, I was over the the central detention unit, which was a jail for the entire prison. So it was the worst of the worst, who who the rest of the prison couldn't handle, went right right. to this place. And I always get put over those segregation uh, the or worst, whatever the worst Se- ones, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Um, at the, uh, right after, not long after reading that letter, I get a call from the captain who's running the the central detention unit. He said, "You got to come up here and and do something about about this psychotic guy." Uh, so I'm looking at that, and it turns out they're both in the same cell. And what was happening is is the non-psychotic guy was put there for protective custody because he snitched off the Aryan Brotherhood. The, one of the bigger gangs on the yard, right. uh, with regard to a drug deal. So they got all their drugs confiscated. The administration broke up the gang and shipped the members all over the state.
0: So they want to kill him.
1: So they wanted yeah. to kill. They wanted right. that guy dead. Right. You know, they had already stabbed him once. And he's hmm. in protective custody in the cell with this floridly psychotic Schizophrenic,
0: who's what? standing over. How him. is that protective if they're putting him in a cell with this crazy guy. All right, never mind. Right.
1: Yeah, so he's he's in this cove with a crazy guy in this small cell, with this this florid psychotic guy who's unmedicated and who's standing over him at three in the morning, staring at him.
2: Oh man! So you know, it's
1: not a it's not a good
0: situation. That's a hellish. You know, that, yeah, that would suck.
1: I think, and I'm thinking that like uh, th- this guy's under one hell of a lot of stress. So I went over there, and at first I pulled up the, uh, you know, the protective custody guy, and and I watch him as he comes up the steps to the control room where there was an interview room, and he just bounds up those steps and kind of quickly walks over. is he's, he's got a, a, a fair amount of energy, you know. He's not slouched in his chair. His speech is fast and coherent. Um, I could, you know, he's he's got he's got energy. He's got at least normal energy. He's anxious. Um,
0: like he ate his breakfast this morning, and he,
1: yeah, know, yeah
0: yeah, yeah, he so, just had a cup of coffee,
1: but you know he's scared he's 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 paranoid, and he's got good reason to be and he's he's very anxious, so right. uh, I told him well i'll I'll do what i can i I don't run this place and and uh you know they look at Sykes's bleeding heart uh but you know I'll, I'll do what I can for you, so I release him, and then I bring up the the psychotic guy, and I watch him come up the steps. And he could barely make it up the steps. He's hanging on to the guardrail. He's very slow. He's struggling to get up the steps. He, he shuffles over to the interview room, sits down, and he's kind of, you know, kind of slouching in the chair. And he's got no energy. You know, his his speech is slow. He's depressed. Um, you know, he's he says he's hearing voices, um, and his energy level is in the dumps. It's just totally in the dumps. Right. Uh, so there's there's there was no better experimental situation.
2: Right. I mean, that's evidence. Here,
1: Yeah. Here they are in the same cell eating the same food in the same environment under the same conditions. Everything's equaled out. You can't, right. you can't say it's because of this unit or that unit or any, anything. It's, it's a perfect experimental. And you think the system. other
0: guy would be under more stress because he was going to get murdered, you know, and the, you know, The yeah. friend of yes. guys just hearing voices, why should he be tired?
1: Exactly. That was it. And I'm, I'm thinking about that. And when I walked out of there that day, I'm thinking it's not the stress. Right. So what is it? You know, so what right. is it? And then I was reading this book uh, by a shaman, Miguel Ruiz, um, he, he wrote, uh, I think what it was, The Voice of Knowledge, I think is where I saw it. Right. And he was talking about these entities who were draining people. You know? Yes. So so that got my attention. And and here I am holding that in mind while I'm working with these other guys, these other guys in the group. So they keep coming and they keep saying, the voices are getting real pissed with you. They're really getting pissed with you. <laughs> and uh, so uh, let me see this. What Let me see what the progression
2: was. The, the one while,
0: you're, while you're thinking, let me uh just bring up the uh the victims of SRA, the trauma based mind control, they they a lot of them are scared beyond belief and they are bled while they're still alive. And they uh it's almost as if this uh trauma is feeding the spirits that they like they are a sacrifice to the uh the entity that is under that the ritual magicians are working with. And this is like feeding that, as well as the way that they feed off of your patience. Um it seems as though the like it's the term is louche. Like it's Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. That's exactly what it is you know so i i don't know a whole lot about trauma based mind control i mean right. I, um but yeah it, it's right on there
2: right so
1: so i'm thinking okay there is something taking their energy
0: mhm so, feeding on the human
1: fe- feeding on right. them. so the the one this one patient i was working with um the the one who told me hey you know you what you're doing is dangerous he he's getting better and better so I bring I bring that in one day. Um, no, first he comes he comes in and he knocks at my door uh, one day with, without a pass, you know. And that was one of the agreements I had with these unscheduled, guys. Unscheduled, right? Uh, yeah, I'll schedule you as soon as I can. If you can't get past the guard out front, throw throw some pebbles at my window. I'll get you in right away, you know. It's, so that was one of the agreements I had with him. So he comes to my office without without a pass, knocks on the door, and he goes. Uh, the voices want to talk to you I'm and I'm like what oh, we <laughs> that, go. that had never in 25 years that had never happened it was always the voices would talk through the patient right and and the po- patient would say well the voices are saying this they're saying you're you're a jerk you're stupid you're ugly you're crazy you're you know all that don't listen to him you know so sure. it, it always it was the patient was always a translator it was never a direct thing like that you know where the voices were talking directly to me. Wow! So I'm taken back by that, you know, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I, I'd say, okay, come on in, sit down. Let's hear what they have to say. And I'm looking at him and his voice changes just a little bit. And, and out, out of his words come these words, out of his mouth come these words. Uh, you have no right to interfere with our way of life, Us. period. Right plural plural yes. and I'm like right boom right. you know that's yeah. that that's when my my denial system blew apart i mean it it it, it was already shaky there right. was already an overwhelming evidence that these things were non-physical entities and and that they had an intent that was destructive and right. this this just it, yeah. it just knocked
0: it's they act not, like they own these humans. Yes. Like it's their right to do what they're doing.
1: It's like somebody was wrestling cattle, you know, yeah. and and the farmer saying, "You have no right to steal our cattle," kind wow. of thing, you know.
0: Wow. Uh, so this—that's more—that's that, a that, fitting that, term, that, the cattle. Like, yeah, yeah that, okay. that
1: that shook me up. And, and for the rest of the day, I just closed the office and just was sitting there staring out the window. Like, what am I getting into here? Shook. Yeah. Uh, I was shook. I was shook. But
2: yeah, I yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, didn't stop. It didn't stop me. So I kept working with this guy and he started getting, you know, better. And, uh, then I, I had that Miguel Ruiz thing in the back of my mind. Uh, so I brought that book in and, uh, brought him in one day and I wanted to ask him about that, what his thoughts were on that. Right. And, uh. I Started reading the paragraph that I'd marked out because I would do that. I'd bring stuff in. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Uh, How how do you think this would work? I mean, I was always talking to these guys always questioning them You know, it's like piece by piece by piece by piece this this giant ugly puzzle that lasted for 25 years was starting to come together and uh, Uh I brought that book in and brought him in, and I said, I, I got a section of the book here I, I wanted to read to you, and I don't want your opinion on it. And it was the part where Miguel was talking about these entities being energetic vampires. Yeah. So the, the office door is closed, and, and we're sitting there, and I read that to him. And then I look up, you know, as soon as I got the part to where they were energy vampires, where he was talking about that, I look up and I look at this guy, and he's got this glazed over look. He's sitting in the seat, just staring at me with this bizarre look, not saying anything at all. Mm. And, and he's just staring at me. And I'm like, he's going to attack. <laughs> and I, I, I push my chair back against the wall. So if he does come at me, I can kick him back. And then all of a sudden, from behind my head erupts this crackling, this electrical crackling. It, it sounded just like an arc welder. It was loud. It was like crack 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 and i'm like what the? Fuck? and then it starts moving across the the wall in the back up the wall to my right and it's crackling up the wall just like somebody's got an arc wheel to crack 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 it wow. wasn't just 10 or 15 seconds i mean it went on for probably
0: 30 seconds i mean
1: it just kept going
0: so it can influence electrical like <sighs> it can it can manifest as plasma I don't know
1: what it it's, was. I didn't right. see anything. This is evidence
0: of something. And I'm anything. speculating what it. Yeah, it's doing. Yeah. You know.
1: I, I didn't know what it was. It didn't I smell I anything.
0: Hear, you know? I didn't okay. smell
1: anything. I didn't see anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just. You like, didn't see it. You heard the crack.
1: I, I heard it. I could hear oh, I it see. moving. Yeah, you know, crack, okay. crack, 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 right, crack, crack, right. all the way up the wall. And then I turned to him and I said, "You hear that?" And he just stares at me with this blank stare. He's not saying anything. You know. So I'm like. I don't know if he's coming at me or not. I don't know what's going to happen here. Is it like a
0: dissociative stare, like he's uh, like not in control, just like checked uh, I
1: out? It, it, I, it was a weird, eerie stare. Okay. You know, it's just a blank stare. You know, right, like. Right. In it, but it was it was right on me. It was right on me. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at that, and he's staring at just staring at me, and. Uh, uh, you know I push my chair back against the wall and i I face him I watch i watch where this noise is, and it cuts across the top of my office and it crack 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 and i I'm afraid to take my eyes off of him because I don't know what he's going to do
2: right
1: and and you know I, I I'm putting it back and forth like okay the the crack on then him the crack on then back and forth I'm switching it as fast as I can, and then it starts coming down the left hand wall toward me. And the left hand wall's real close to where I am and it jumps into this rubber made trash can at my feet. And I look down in there and there's nothing there. Whoa. I could hear it crackling, but there's nothing there. And then I, I look up at him and it stops. Dead. Huh. Just goes silent. And I'm I'm looking at him like, Okay, well now what the hell are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm
2: like
1: wow. like waiting and then he slowly gets up and he goes, I gotta leave. Then he shuffles out of the office, and I'm sitting there going, get, get, "Go, go, get yeah. the hell out of here!" You know, and he shuffles down the hall, and I'm like, "What the frick just happened? What am I getting into? What is going on?" You know, and and I get out after he leaves. I go out in the hall, and I, I, I first I check the walls to see if there's any burn marks or there's something I could detect. There's nothing there. Wow. You know, and this lasted for a long time. I walk out in the hall and I look at the doctors and nurses' office. Nobody's there. It's still early in the
0: morning, nobody's there. So it can influence your perception. It has, even though it's not like changing the reality of the room, it's making you hear, uh, it's an auditory hallucination that you are co-experiencing with the patient.
1: Well, he did hear it too, I found out later he did hear it. Right. but sorry, I, was, you know, yeah, I let the cat I,
0: out of the bag on that one. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I didn't. I, that's what psychiatry would have called it. Right. If I would have told them, or if I told any of my co- uh, my colleagues that, or the or the psych supervisor, I would. Yeah, that would have been it. So
0: I couldn't right. talk. Dude, to do a lot anybody. Put, put a straight jacket on you too. Yeah, and be like, All yeah right. exactly.
1: <laughs> so I couldn't. I couldn't talk to anybody about this stuff. I was kind of stuck with it. the only people I could talk to about it were the schizophrenics themselves. They were the only right. ones that understood it. Right. You know, so that did it for me. My, my denial system completely collapsed. And what scared me was this was the first time I saw them influence physical reality. Right. You know, they were creating that sound and I was hearing it and it was moving. It wasn't just a crackle it wasn't in, one just place. in
0: his head. No, it, was it wasn't just in too. his head. I hear you could hear it too.
1: I could hear it too, but I, I, I wasn't sure at, I, I, at that time, uh, whether whether he
0: could or what you heard or what is it real, like
1: well, for me, it was real. I had no sure doubt i I, okay. I heard it, but I couldn't tell yeah. anybody about it. I couldn't talk to anybody <laughs> about it except except him,
2: yeah,
1: but I didn't want to see him for a long time. You know, I closed my office door that day, and I was a wreck. I'm like if these guy if these things can affect physical reality, what else could they do right. You know, where am I going? What am I getting into with this? What I don't understand. I have no cognitive map. There's there's no there there's no map. You know, it's right. like opening the door to a different reality and going, Okay, what now? What's what's here? Where do right. I go from here? It's,
0: and you're not ready for that. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah.
1: For, you yeah. know, even though I experienced all this other stuff, uh it was like phew, that, that was that was it. That, That's too deep down the rabbit hole. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took me two or three months before I got the – my curiosity overcame mm-hmm. my fear of this guy. Oh. I didn't call him back for like three months, I think it was. Finally, I, I go, I, I got to call him. I got to find out. I got to find out. So I put out a pass for him, had, had uh, the guards bring him down to me, and he looked good. I was surprised. You know, yeah. he looked good, yeah. I was I was expecting him to be a freaking wreck. You know, but you know, I said, and I told him that I said I was expecting you to be after what happened in here. I was expecting you to just be three sheets to the wind. I said, what's the deal? He said, well, I was doing the stuff you 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 taught me to do, and I'm able to hold them off. You know, nice. But so the rubber band
0: on the wrist snapping but and song 23. Psalm, the, the, you know,
1: yeah. uh, you know, at that time I knew they were liars. So, you know. Uh, what they're telling right. you is lies. Uh, yeah, The stuff I'd learned up to that point. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the people were getting better. That's uh, and then I, I asked him, I said, did you hear that, that crackling last time you were in here? And he goes, yeah, I heard it, but it, I, I'm surprised that you did. He told <laughs> me. And exactly. I said, oh, yeah, I heard it loud and clear. I said, uh, what the hell was that? And he said, that was them. And I said, them who? He said, them, yeah. the voices. That's the voices. Damn. Right. And I said, uh, well, they are legion, (laughs) right? Yeah. I said, what in the blazes were they trying to do? And he said, they were trying to scare you off.
0: It it scared you a little bit. I
1: I I, I told him, I said they did a damn good job of it.
2: Yeah.
1: And I said, uh, you know, you were looking pretty strange to me when you got up and you shuffled out of the office. I said, what was going through your head as you left my office? And he said, the voices were telling me to go get a shank and stick it in your gut. And I was going, oh, I've been working with this guy for six months. We got a good relationship. He's he's been honest, straightforward with me. He wouldn't do that. And I said, uh, I asked him, well, why didn't you do it? And he said, because I couldn't find one. Chilling. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah so he, okay. Guard.
2: Uh, he's done that, here. <laughs> yeah. At that
1: point my yeah. denial system was completely shot. It was All it right. was it was burnt to a frazzle. It was it was yeah. right but these these patterns kept emerging and kept emerging and kept emerging and
0: so you ended up making a map basically of how to battle these things um, yeah
1: but the the first thing they have to understand and they have to get this through their heads is that these voices are not who they are. you know they want right. them to think that, but they're not so they because they are energetic entities, they don't belong in this dimension they can be in two places at the same time so you know it's like a magnetic field uh, or electricity or gravity all these things all these all all these energies are invisible the only reason you can you you know what they are is because of the effect they have on physical reality so with a magnetic field you can't see it you can't feel it you can't touch it you can't taste it it's not amenable to any of your senses the only way you can see it is is maybe if you get some iron filings and you put the magnet up there and then you can see what the 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 field looks like okay these things are the same thing these are energetic entities they don't belong to the physical realm all right so they can be in two places at the same time they can go into your mind and they can see what's there and they can pull up every rotten thing you ever did and put it in your face and just nag you with it So
0: use it against you,
1: use it against you. So, you know, if you look at the rest of the animal kingdom, you look at, you know, some of these nature movies where a lion is chasing a gazelle and it's almost got it, you know, might have its claw in its butt and it eventually escapes. You know, it looks around and, and it's way down the way the lion's gone. It looks around. The lion's not there. And then it just goes back to the way it was. There's no paranoia. There's no, you know, watching every every five seconds for the lion forever for, you know, years and days. I mean, it just goes back to the way it was. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't keep going, oh, the lion's going to get me, the lion's going to get me and turn into a neurotic wreck. Like, the, like humans. Yeah. You know, so these things get in there and they'll bring up that crap and they'll go, look what All you right. did. Look how stupid you are. And uh, the,
0: the satanification of our society induces us to do sin And then that, in so doing, gives the demons fuel to uh, trap us in guilt and shame and all this other things. Like if, uh, you know, if we were not, if we if we had uh, abstinence and we were able to control ourselves, then the demons wouldn't have any power over us. You know. Well, it's it's. Well, I mean,
1: there's a battle for your mind going on constantly. Right. You know, it's, I'm sure you've had times in your lab. Everybody has, where you're you're just walking along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, this horrendously awful thought comes into your mind. Right? You know, Why don't you do this? You know, why don't you jump into the Grand Canyon? Why don't you jump right. off this bridge? Why don't you drive right. your car into oncoming traffic? And you're you're sitting there going, where the devil did that come from? Mm. You know, it had nothing to do with your previous thought train. It just barges in there and goes, why don't you do this horrendously awful thing? Right. So it's not just the so it's like a radio
0: frequency that that gets transmitted, and some people can yeah. pick it up, and well, everybody everybody picks this. up.
1: Everybody has those thoughts, right? You know, so it's right. not it's not just schizophrenics who are hearing that. Right. It's it's the predominance of your attention that you give to these. Right. You know, if if you go, oh yeah, maybe I'll drive my car, and you do it, the repercussions are horrendous. Of
0: course, you know, and
1: that's what they want.
0: And then that causes more pain and suffering, which yep. they can, uh, get drain more of your power from. You exactly. Know? So, and so- also like if, uh, if somebody who is affect affected by these things, if they die, it can transmit to another person in the family can be affected by the same thing because they, they just jump one from one to the next and the trauma of that death and, uh, can lead to uh you know a cycle of, of I, thinking, I, I, you know, I've seen thinking. that
1: and 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 you know here's psychiatry and psychology and then the medical staff is, oh it's genetic it's genetic mm-hmm. again, they have no proof for that whatsoever they just right. stay in it, you know, and they go, oh schizophrenics have different urine than everybody else I mean <laughs> it's, it's all this bullcrap. Wow. Um, you know, one thing that that I did find interesting is that they put these EEGs on their on their head for the schizophrenics, mm-hmm. and a split second before the voices spoke, there was an electronic signal from that device. Wow. You know, so it's they're transmitting and setting off the neurons in the brain, right. which I found very interesting.
0: So it's but, uh, basically controlling electrical energy. I mean, our brains are electric. Our bodies are well, warm, it, like a mechanical it, device run on right. electric impulses, right. uh, as well as um, as well as chemical. I guess we have endogenous chemicals, like, like we were talking about earlier with the chemical balance of, you know, dopamine and serotonin and all these things. Like,
1: so um, it's it's all got to do with energy. So you you look at the electricity; it can be generated mechanically with magnets. It right. can be generated with uh, uh, chemicals. Mm -hmm. you know so these things are energetic entities and just like that magnetic field you can't see it you can't see gravity you can't see electricity all all you can see is the effect it has on physical reality so Mm -hmm. these patterns are the effect that these energetic entities have on physical reality and I'm Mm -hmm. going to read through them real quickly please and um, and as I do Think about what the mainstream media is hitting us with right now. Right. There's a one to one correspondence between what we're being deluged with right now, mm. constantly through the mainstream media, and what these voices are telling schizophrenics. It's the same entity on a <laughs> macroscopic scale.
0: So the voice of the media in our ear is like the voice of the the voice in the ear of the schizophrenic, of schizophrenic only on a right.
1: on a massive scale
0: interesting so, because so the, the voices are taking control with this behavior of the individual and in so this on a macro scale the media is taking control of the our, media
1: is the voices right you know the the farm you know the the Big pharma and and the psychiatric mafia and and the medical establishment. Look what the medical establishment has just done with this virus stuff.
0: You know, yeah, there's uh, millions
1: of people dying because right. of this. And, it's a and, huge
0: experiment and yeah uh, then, transhumanism the future of you know, yeah
1: yeah science uh, here, here they're saying it's science they had no point right. in science there was no yeah. science no matter if any science they did have showed that it was uh-huh. killing the rats and it was killing the 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 people that right. that they were administering it it's to and a they magic pushed trick. it through anyway
0: it was a magic right. trick look over here fear right. makes them induces them into that, uh, reactive right. behavior right. And look right. at
1: look at the fear they generated just like the voices they generate that fear, and, and then it, they feed they off drain it. Drain on it, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and look what they've yeah. done with it. So Aye. one of the, the main overarching trait is negativity. The voices are consistently, persistently negative. They don't say anything. They it's always bad stuff. Uh, it's a, it's a, they're insulting, they're abusive, they're destructive. They, they they are every negative thing you can think of. They're telling the patient. Right. You know, it's, and if they do say something positive, it's only to reel them in later. Now, I remember I was talking to a patient where I was telling him, uh, uh, the voices are just telling you lies. And uh, the voice came out and said, uh, uh, the, the patient asked what, uh, the patient told me, well, the voices told me the wall is green. and The wall was green, you know, and uh, he said, is that a lie? <laughs> so so I'm like, yeah, like, wow. yeah, that wasn't a lie. But what the, when they do tell a, a a truth, it's only to to reel you in later. Right. So a lot That's of them the media does off, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of them will start off with, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a pos I'm a po- powerful being. I can help you out. I know stuff that uh, you don't know."
2: Right. And,
1: and a lot of them do. You know, and and they reel them in that like, "Oh yeah, I'm your helper," and then they slowly turn on them. Right. Um, so this is
0: the same as ritual magic, uh, ceremonial magic. They uh, there's a lot of invoking and evoking of noncorporeal entities, and these things, like um, they will give benefit to the magician. Uh, you spoke. I'm sorry. I guess you were on your. Well, we're just taking a little. There was one guy that you had spoken to that was. You told me is a devil worshipper. And you said that they gave him energy instead of draining from him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He had a very
1: strange effect. Uh, he 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 kind of spooked me. I didn't want to push him too far.
0: Uh,
1: but but he said yeah. But he said, was yeah, getting
0: benefit from them instead of being a victim. He was and he was
1: he was right. getting. He, they were giving him energy. That that's what he said. Right. He said he said he could psychically travel to certain cells in the Florence prison, which was seventy-five or eighty miles from. The prison I was working in,
2: right.
1: and he could see what was going on in those cells. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I thought that was that was right. interesting, but I, I didn't want
0: to push him too
1: far. Um,
0: they, I've also seen evidence of, uh, you know, the uh, the SRA victims have more enhanced abilities, uh, as if they're getting benefit from the trauma and being uh, negatively affected. I mean, this is like unlocking abilities in their minds, like photographic memory or, you know, the psychic abilities. Oh,
1: yeah. There's, have, a, there's a lot of times they'll tell the, the victims stuff that they – there's no way they can know. Right. You know, there's no way they can know that stuff. Right. Uh, and, and the amount of energy that they can give these people uh, – you know, I've seen uh, a little 150-pound inmate – toss two big guards around the inside of a cell like they were popcorn right. they get they get supernaturally strong the 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 most dramatic part of that was one uh one one psychotic who was in a cell in the maximum security prison in Florence so he was in isolation and they the guards wanted to move him and he didn't want to move so they come up and they go okay cuff up we're, we're moving you and he goes screw you I'm not going anywhere so they go, you, you don't, you don't cuff up. We're gonna go get the pepper spray. And they had these like quart bottles of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, and it, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's nasty stuff. Yeah, right. right. It, it's nasty stuff. It's, it, it, it'll it'll just bring most people down to their knees. It burns their eyes. They can't see. The, right. You know. And uh, he, uh, they go, okay, we're gonna get the pepper spray. So he's sitting on his bed. They come in with the pepper spray. Give him another chance. You know, come on out. Now screw you, come in and get me, you pussies. So they start spraying, him. he puts this uh, uh, towel over his head, wraps it around his face, and they just d- drench the inside of his cell with pepper spray. And it's so bad that it's even harming them. They can't get near the cell because there's so much of it. So after that, he, you know, they two of those cans, and he's still not coming out. It's, his cell is drenched with the stuff. So he said, come on and get me, pussies. <laughs> wow. He's mocking them. And nobody's going to go in the cell at that point. So more guards come. And they say, okay, you don't come out. We're going to get the this, this stun gun. So it's, it's these 50,000-volt
0: guns that like shoot. Like a cattle prod, basically. No,
1: it shoots Oh, little, oh it's got the it electrodes little, with the wires. Yeah, it's got, it shoots that electrode yeah. with a wire attached. And it, right. it beds itself in the inmate. And then it delivers a 50,000-volt charge. Never seen anybody stand up to that. It was like boom. As soon as they're hit, they're down. Yeah. You know, they're down. <laughs> they don't even know what hit them.
2: Right.
1: This guy's standing there just quivering, just standing there quivering. Wow. So the one, the one wasn't doing the job. So they went and got another one, and while one is discharging, the other one's charging. And here they are, like bam, 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 thirteen times, fifty thousand wow. volts, and this guy would not go down. Oh. It just enraged him more. He's just standing there quivering, and then finally the the warden comes down. He sees what's going on. He goes, uh, hey, "Stop that! They're going to get me for cruel and unusual punishment."
2: Right.
1: So, so here's the cell drenched in pepper spray. Two of these things stuck in the in this wow. prisoner, and so they you know they cut that off, and they say, "You come out, or we're going to get the dog." So the, they they go the the prisoner goes, "Come on in and get me. Go get your dog." nobody's going in there at that point so they go and get the dog and the prisoners were terrified of the dog because these were these were expensive
2: yeah they're trained, paid, they're paid trained to attack, attack dogs right, yeah right.
1: yeah they, they're they trained to attack they're trained to bring these people down and and they're pretty vicious right. so uh they they cracked the a cell and uh this guy's sitting on his bed and they sick the dog on him they have a long rope on the dog so you know what the dog does is Fights the guy and then they drag the guy out. So here's he sitting on his bed and the dog leaps at him and he throws up his arm in front of his face and the dog clamps onto his arm all the way down to the bone and he starts bleeding, you know, all over. It didn't affect him at all. He pulls the dog up to his face with his arm, looks it straight in the eye and he starts petting it, saying, Good puppy, good puppy. Wow. He tells it to sit and the dog sits. Wow. You know, and, uh, everybody's looking at this but the dog doesn't let go of his arm it sits but it doesn't let go of his arm and he's petting it going good puppy good puppy wow. so they pull him out of the cell and then they beat the crap out of him you know <laughs> so it, it, it tells you i mean that they're supernaturally right. strong and it's right. supernaturally strong so that, this that obviously is energy.
0: like enticing for black magicians the people that want to have abilities over others uh, this it only makes sense that they would do sacrifice and they would have you know they would abuse people for the benefit of those demons or the the corporeal entities that are telling them to do what not yeah um, it
1: generates more food for them
0: right right and basically the you know the black magicians are Working for them and receiving a payment of abilities and powers, and, and you know, and louche yeah, louche right, yeah, yeah. You look how powerful it's the spiritual exchange, right? It's like a voluntary
1: kind of, yeah. You you look at the, how powerful the psychiatric American psychiatric association is, and and <laughs> uh, you know, the APA and and the medical yeah. cartel. I mean, right, but yeah, they, these things are energetic entities, so. The way they manifest, it, just like with the the iron filings that a magnet has, you can see the filings are these traits. So they're consistently negative. They're anti-religious. They they resist their victim attending church, reading the Bible, uh, any positive spiritual path. Um, they hate the 23rd Psalm. Um, you know, they they don't want the the patient to. to do anything positively spiritual or religious
0: yeah. uh, they this is just like the media this is very interesting like yeah,
1: they, they constantly create negative emotion that they foster negative right. emotion and they feed off it they energetically drain their victims uh, they get louder after sunset which is odd because I remember working in a, a geriatric center once doing psych evaluations there and they call it sundowner syndrome the huh. these old guys would start getting crazy and out of control after the sun went down wow. the voices get louder after the sun goes down
0: so the sun has a way of restricting the voice in the I, like I, it's, I, I guess
1: they get they get loudest between three and four in the morning that's interesting you know i
0: have no idea why
1: that is but it's it's a consistent thing yeah
0: it's like uh the jesus uh, supposedly was crucified at three in the afternoon and then three at night is like the, oh, the opposite the but... anti right the devil's uh, hour yeah. whatever um, and the the fact that uh, the I mean the dark entities they associate themselves with darkness and water and it, like depths of opposite of Sun you know uh, it's interesting how that it it seems to fit like that. I yeah. Mean,
1: yeah, it, I didn't I didn't know what that meant. Hmm. You know, it 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 just was a consistent phenomenon. So it's right. another one of those iron filings on the magnet, you know, this. right. It, but it, the
0: sun it, is like a beneficial energy for the human to it it suppresses that negativity every day yeah. and then when it goes away it like the negativity is allowed to roam free and yeah. Patient. Yeah. I
1: I heard yesterday talking to one guy who said that um Negative ionizers, negative air ionizers. They don't like. Huh. You know, he said he talked to uh, ten to twenty uh, guys who were hear- hearing voices, and they didn't like negative ion in their generators.
2: Really.
0: So,
1: I don't. know. I haven't experimented much with that.
0: Like the Browns uh, gas? Is that what? Uh, is that what that is? Is that the?
1: Uh, no, it's a. It's a, You know, negative,
0: negative ion. Negative
1: okay. Negative ion generators. She, they they generate negative ions like after right. a thunderstorm.
0: Yeah. Oh I see I see and it charges the air or whatever and,
1: and whatever whatever the effect I haven't had any chance to experiment with
0: That's that That's interesting so um, like electricity must be some sort of they must be working in the electrical like you said it's a, it's an electrical energy um, Well he he
1: he didn't say it got rid of them he said they didn't like it I see and he, he said he talked to one guy who the voices actually asked him to turn off his negative ion generator wow. so so that goes in in tune with what i did anything they they don't like give them more of it right so getting back to these patterns please okay so so we're again we're we're looking at the manifestation the physical manifestation of these energetic entities they get louder when ignored consistently so psychiatry is always telling these guys just ignore them they're hallucinations you talk to any of them then they'll tell you so you, don't believe me i mean. Write these down and if you're working with schizophrenia, ask them yourself. You see that this is right out there in the open. You know, it's right there. So they get louder when ignored. They will not be ignored. They don't allow that. They will get mm. they will get louder and more persistent. They foster self destructive behavior. You know, like the, the rehab patients I was working with, they sabotage themselves just as they're about to graduate. You know, they 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 do something that doesn't allow them to succeed you know at mm. the last minute they sabotage themselves they foster isolation they they don't want people connected with people what they want is for the the their victim to be locked into a room somewhere by themselves and just listen to the voices so there's thousands so. and thousands of families that see that their their loved one who's hearing voices Migrates to the bedroom doesn't want anything to do with them gets upset if they try to uh mess with them when they're in their in the bedroom. They can hear them talking to the voices in the bedroom with the door closed. they don't want to come out they don't want to do anything with anybody they don't want to relate to anybody and if they're if they're urged to, they start getting violent or upset. you know the voices don't want any interference from family. The family to them are enemy
0: hmm. this is this that's the same way with cults uh they They segregate the 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 initiates or whatever from the rest of the like. If you look at military uh, like um, boot camp and such, they segregate them and they give them their entire worldview and everything that that goes into the mind comes from the controlling voice of power. You know. Um, Yeah,
1: that's exactly what's happening. hmm. You know, they tell them what's happening. Right. So, and if they can't tell the difference between their own thoughts and these things, which which is – these are the characteristics of right. these, these thoughts.
0: Right, and then and, you – if you think it's your own voice, then you think there's something – I am the problem. Right. And then you hate yourself more. Right. And- Right? And it That's adds, adds to more of what they're feeding them. Yeah, there. Exactly,
1: and they get right. more and more paranoid. And there must be something wrong. And then you got the friggin' psychiatric mafia coming up in the mess of all that, going, "Yeah, your brain is broken. <laughs> you know, it can't be fixed. The only thing you can do, it, it's like it, it reminds me is uh, of that what Dante's Inferno, where there's this mm. gate is like all who enter here. Leave all hope behind. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. The only thing you can do, your brain is broken for the rest of your life. There's nothing you can do. Take these toxic medicines.
0: Submit to our, you know, control over your body because you can't control yourself. Right. And that's what the government is doing to all of us. Like, oh, they, they make us infantile children who need drugs and, you know, need government to control us because we're, you know, we don't have... We're not intelligent enough to take care of ourselves. Like yeah, yeah. You
1: know, when you look at these things, and and as <laughs> as I'm reading these, think about it, and think about what the mainstream media is is of inflicting course. on the world right now.
0: Yeah, two you years know, so of the, isolation.
1: Two yeah. years of isolation. Hide your mask. Hide your face. Don't right. get near anybody. Separate. Uh, segregate. Uh, six feet apart. Uh, right. Don't don't and go hate anywhere And hate the other.
0: Hate hate, them hate the, who anybody. Doesn't.
1: Yep. they Anybody, don't wear a
0: mask. Or, yeah, they don't
1: wear a mask, you know. Yeah, I got that. thrown out of Costco for not wearing a mask. The guy went nuts.
0: Yeah. You know, know.
1: You're not wearing a mask. I'm like, oh you freaking lunatic.
0: Oh yeah, they are and they, they choose to be. They they give into that with their free will. They want to yeah, be lunatic. It's
1: like, yeah, it's like they got some power or something. Yeah. I mean, everybody's scared to death.
0: Right.
1: You know. So these things, another one is number nine, they demand the attention of their victims. So, you know, you can't if you try to put your attention somewhere else, they'll try to snatch it back. So one of the things is is to reclaim your own attention somehow, mm. you know, do something you like. Uh, listen to music without words, uh,
2: right.
1: uh, read or, or does meditation uh, help with that? No, they get louder in meditation. They won't oh, let you okay. meditate. They won't wow. let you do that. Wow. That's you, you. You sit there, close your mind and they're right there. Wow. Yeah. They don't want you doing that. So it's a battle for the victim's attention. They have to fight for their attention back. They can't just idly allow that to happen.
0: Like attention is currency. It's spiritual currency. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they don't like you putting your attention on any kind of positive religious anything. Mm. So they maneuver for increased control over the victim. And I remember when I started off, I remember this one patient. He told me when the voices started, uh, they came out of nowhere and they would tell him stuff like, Hey, go sit down in that chair, or go pick up that pencil, or you know, to, it was almost like a somebody a test driving. to see if yeah,
0: he is under their control. Right, of,
1: right, right, to see how much how how much control they had over him. Mm-hmm. You know, and if he if he did these things, they would give him more.
0: Right,
2: you
1: know, you give him
0: the would, real task of what they.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're constantly gaslighting uh, th- th- these guys. You mm-hmm. know, it's. Uh, I remember one one guy they had. They had convinced him that he had murdered somebody. He was on heavy doses of meds and he'd been struggling for him, with him for years. So he didn't know whether he had or not. So they were telling him he had. And he was thinking, well, I don't know what I did or not. Maybe I'd go turn myself into the police and see. But he knew if he went to turn himself into the police, they would think he was nuts and they'd lock him up. You know, so here yeah. he was caught between, you know, this catch 22 yeah, you know, where are there telling him he murdered somebody and him not knowing for sure, thinking he might have, but was too afraid to try to actually find out. Yeah. So they, they gaslight constantly. They manipulate perception.
0: Right. They, and if they you will, doubt your own self and your right. own reality, then right. you're a puppet for them. That's they exactly right. right.
1: That's exactly right. They want you to doubt your own reality. Uh, and then they manipulate your perception. You right. know, uh, somebody will say something neutral you know off to the side and they'll say that guy's talking about you or these guys are talking about you behind your back or your friend doesn't really like you they're just faking like you do
2: or
1: or your family really hates you they're just faking like they like you because they have to Right. Uh, uh, everybody's plotting against you Uh, there is no good in the world and and stuff like that
0: and then if they if we give into those thoughts it they those thoughts become stronger. So, and yep, more they become
1: self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, so you start acting paranoid towards somebody. You know, they're going to look at you and say, "Oh, yeah, you're weird. I'm going to stay away from you." You know. So it. Right. it, uh, it yeah. So, so this, this is this is what they're doing. They they have complete access over the person's memory. Right. They can, Like I said, they're energetic being. They can be in two places at the same time. They can go into your memory, and they can pull up every rotten thing that you've ever done and rub it in your face until they generate that negative emotional energy, and then they suck it off. Uh, I've spoken to some patients where um, this guy borrowed a dime, I think it was, from somebody, and he never returned it, and that was like 20 years ago. They went in there. They pulled up that incident, and they threw it up to him and said, look, see, what a rotten person. You've you." you, well, you on purpose, didn't return that dime, or, or uh, you murdered these worms that you were putting on the fishing hook. Look, look what a rotten person you are. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So, th- yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter how how much of a good person you are, they'll find something in there. That-
1: they'll find something in
0: there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's when they people start
1: remunerating about it. Oh yeah, I did do that. I hope I didn't hurt this person's feelings. I, uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't know what I did. I must have said something. And then the wrong.
0: guilt. And the starts, guilt and yeah, the shame and like, all that
1: kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But the, the worst I've seen was where uh there this was two incidents. I saw this and it was where one gal she was horribly abused by I think it was the father. I mean just horribly sexually, physically, every way you can think of abuse. And finally he died and she <clears throat> um, he, she was she was glad. She went to the she went to the funeral. Here's his body there. And then she started hearing voices saying, I'm your father. You know, re- remember what when I did this? Remember when we did that? And this right. was information that nobody else knew, only her deceased father. Right. So it convinced her that she was never going to get rid of her deceased father. He was going to plague her for the rest of her life. You know, and it took a while to convince her that that wasn't her deceased father.
0: Right. You know. So that's that's kind of the stuff they would do. I wonder uh, if it works that way, though. I mean, if somebody who was such a sinner that they could abuse, that they're not let into the next realm, and they're stuck here. To and the only way that they have left to survive is to feed off of us.
1: Well, I uh, I only have I've only heard of two cases of that, and both were devastating. And the one case I actually convinced this gal it wasn't her father. Mm -hmm. You know, it was some other entity because she had too much of a charge with the father thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and once she, once she realized it wasn't her father, she calmed down. Right. You know, it's like, that's bad. Yeah. So so you, you, you talk about gaslighting. Right. You know, they demand that the victim not tell anybody about their presence. Matter of fact, there was a period of time where I was actually talking with them through the patient until, uh. I got a, a strong feeling that I shouldn't be doing that, and one voice said, "If we're discovered, we're punished."
0: By their hierarchical, by their hierarchical leaders?
1: Oh, yep, yep. Wow. If they said, if 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 we're discovered, and and they oh. realize that, you know, we're not their thoughts, we're we're punished.
0: Wow. Uh, I've learned that. I've learned from. Uh, other researchers that uh these things they don't experience time like us no there is no
1: time in their universe
0: right so they don't so they're cause and effect like the karma's instant for them so they have to follow orders they can't just uh you know and it keeps them within their parameters and they're given benefits from the higher ups on their hierarchy where they can feed and feel uh some sort of And it's, I mean, and I've also, and if you look at the hierarchical structure of human, like, look at the Catholic Church, right? You got the Pope and then the Cardinals and the Bishops. And it's as if this was reflected, mirrored by this demon realm of hierarchy. And because, you know, and then if you look at government, these Uh, a lot of the same thing. Yes. Yeah and yeah. it's like they're they're held in with blackmail you know instead of like i mean they do what they're told not for money a lot of times the yeah. currency is blackmail right. and this this is a guilty thing from their past that you know just they like got, got on the individual level like them. the the spirit in the mire the the, the the voice has access to all of the files yeah. of what just like what
1: epstein had, was doing you know, yes. recording all this stuff and then right. blackmailing them. So you know, the they're cons- they're consummate liars. They right. they lie. You, you can't trust anything they say. You can't make any kind of bargain with them. They won't keep it. Yeah. You know, they're just consummate liars. So that's that's one so of the you things can you can never
0: trust them if they say like, oh, we'll go away if you just jump off this building. It's gonna be all good. <laughs>
1: well, and then you they, jump off
0: the building and then they're like, you well, dumbass. What- yeah. Yeah. And, and
1: yeah. You know, one case that comes to mind is where they they told the guy, if you if you gouge out one of your eyes, we'll go away and we'll leave you alone. Ugh. The guy gouged out his eye, Ugh. and then they came back and they went, "You see, see what a stupid asshole you are." You know. And
0: then it's more guilt and shame. More than...
1: guilt and shame, and he's disfigured for the rest wow. of his life. And they get stronger and they plagued him more. Oh. You know. So that's the kind of the, the nature of these entities. Uh, so you can't, it's, a it's a hell. Like I mean, it's a, it's a hell. Yeah. And. Um one of the one of the things that Sherry Sweeney came up with and now I knew they were consummate liars back when I was working with them, but she she actually got rid of them on her own without taking any kind of drugs, uh, mostly through what uh what's called the that's a lie program where she would when they would tell her something, she would go, That's a lie. You know, they they right. treat her some kind of bullcrap and she'd go, That's a lie. That's a lie. You're you're worthless, that's a lie. You're stupid, that's a lie. So if they if they can't if they're not believed they, they can't get a grip on you right you know uh, so th- that program should be put to work instantly by everybody who's hearing right. voices.
0: yes or yeah. at least I mean because you'll be able to tell the voice because you'll know it's negative and it's anti your own true will of what you really right care about you know it's intent
1: uh, it's very different from yours
0: right no so no, that, no real no uh, you know, your true will is not to destroy your life or to commit suicide right. or whatever right. of these things, that, these symptoms that happen from the affliction right. of these voices.
1: Yeah, the, the survival instinct and, and the human instinct is to survive.
2: Right.
1: All of these things are non-survival messages. Yes. You know, you look yeah.
2: at
0: it. And it's so, like a decay. It's like a, they're, they're looking to, to take apart the order, they, uh, to disassemble. The complex order of the human psyche and to to turn it to base materials
1: to turn, to turn it to control take the control of it yes. so that's what they're they're after constant control they're at, they slowly but slowly they're just constantly chipping away at your control right. especially if you don't realize what they are and especially if you think they're hallucinations like the psychiatric mafia is insisting yeah. if they're hallucinations it's like nothing you can do about it
0: right you know there's a you're lot just, you can do about it you're helpless. In- Right. Yeah, it's like you're, you're, you're in a movie theater and you just have to watch these things go by right. and you, can't, you, can't you can't even do get up and about walk it. out. You can't, right. you
1: can't fight back. You can't do anything. Yeah. You know.
0: So they consistently
1: steer their victim away from anything that might generate joy or pleasure.
2: Right. They
1: don't want the person experiencing that. They don't want them watching comedy. They don't want them to have a, uh, a hobby that they like. They want all their attention. You know. They mm-hmm. manipulate feeling without speaking. There's times where... You know you could be sitting around, everything's going fine, there's no problems, and all of a sudden you get this heavy, dense feeling that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that's them. Wow. You know? and if you realize it's them, you can order them out, but if you don't, you know they short-circuit reason. you know they make you do things that are totally unreasonable. You know, um, they want you to be bored. They don't <laughs> they, they want you to sit in your room and do nothing. They want you to stay away from people. They don't want you to engage with people. They don't want you to have anything to do with people. They mm. just them and you. Um, they try to pass themselves off as the thoughts in the victim's head that belong to them. You know, if if they can get away with that, they got gotcha. right. you. Right. Know, most people understand that this uh, this this isn't me. That's I don't know mm. what it is, but it's not me. I don't, I, if it I, was... I would
0: do this. If it is you, then you're helpless to it, right? Because you're you are you. You can't get away right. from you, like right, right. Yeah, and that's where a, psychiatry. And then the learned is, helplessness is makes a right. perfect victim because yes. then they just associate and let it happen because right. oh, there's
1: there's nothing I can do except let it happen and take these these toxic meds to poison my brain.
0: Ugh.
1: You know, while psychiatry is making a fortune off of poisoning these people.
2: Right. You know.
1: Um, they're selective forgetting they you know when i give them uh, give the patient exercises to do you know, do these things to fight the voices they'll they'll lose the list they'll forget to do them uh so it's almost like these things go after these exercises to fight back and and do what they can to get them to lose them or destroy them mm-hmm. um, they fill the minds with uh thoughts about negative thoughts about themselves and others it's constant you know uh they destroy the person's positive self concept uh they they con- constantly work to pull the person away from consensual reality what what most of us believe
0: mm. they're
1: they're constantly trying to split them away from that
0: into a solipsism of like oh only my perception is yeah, reality yeah. and nothing right, is right. real like-
1: and they don't understand they they don't understand what I'm experiencing
0: right
2: you
1: know? and, and they don't you know so there's mm. nothing there's nothing they can do for me uh, you know, and, and then there's the constant. Well, don't take these drugs. You know, and then they mm-hmm. get more and more bizarre. You know, all these, all these mass shootings where th- th- these these guys lose it. Yes. That that's not. That that's due to these things. Right. That's due yeah. to these things. I I, right. I even have the mother of a psychotic who, we can bring on later. She's she'd be willing to talk to you about what she went through. He murdered four people. He cut his girlfriend to pieces, uh, mm-hmm. and they still haven't found her body so she's she's willing to talk about what she went through there
0: I would love that that would be wonderful. Oh. make a note of that for sure wow uh, um that, so so any any attempt
1: to inform the schizophrenic that these things are energetic parasites will set them off right you know if you try to tell they need to know that the victim needs to know that at some point right you know but when but you,
0: if they if the victim discovers that. Then the they the, won't the, they right.
1: they they won't they'll notice it. Okay. I, I remember when I noticed that I started asking all the patients about it. You know, do you do you realize or, or have you felt your energy gone after these things attack? Hmm. And uh, I, I I asked scores of them. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. It's, where did it go? Well, I don't know. Huh. <laughs> what well, did you ever think about? It? No, it's a, it's a, I never thought about it. So they're being blocked from seeing that. Yeah. You know, but when you go to tell them that you got to be careful because if they're not on meds or if they're in a volatile shape, they're going to explode.
2: Right.
1: That is the last thing the voices want them to know. Like if you had a leech on your arm and it was sucking your blood, you wouldn't just sit there and watch it. You know, mm-hmm. you do something about it.
2: Right.
1: You know, same thing with these things. When the when the victim or the patient's understand that these things are uh energetic parasites they're more motivated to do something about it when they right. see that their energy is being stolen by these things after every attack you know so the voices don't like that oh. and so that's one of the things that needs to be done in the treatment of these people is they need to understand that you know and and the person working with them needs to understand what the voices are and how they operate right and and you know the freaking psychiatric mafia and the, and the the drug controlled educational system there's no spiritual anything to it yeah. we're spiritual beings we're you know the spirit leaves you're dead and they will not touch any spiritual anything with a 10-foot pole
0: right they're materialists Yeah, they just,
1: materialists yeah. and nothing they do is working right these drugs aren't working you know psychologists graduating with these advanced degrees none of those therapies work and they're we, ignoring the Mace energy method that does work.
0: Oh, you you brought that up. You, I think I interrupted you. Mace energy method. Uh, could you uh, expand on that again?
1: Well, what Mace found out was that during a trauma, that you know, it, it, it's it's very similar to when you stick your hand on a hot stove. You know, you don't think about it. You just your hand just blows right off. It's like boom. It's a reaction. It's an innate yeah, reaction.
2: Think, right,
1: right. There's no, no mental processing. Well, he, he found that the ego does kind of the same thing. When you run into a, a nasty trauma with awful feelings, the ego buries it in the subconscious as soon as it possibly can right. and buries it alive. Mm. Okay? Uh, and, and it stays there alive and it remains alive, becomes a part of your personality for the rest of your life. And these therapies that they have now, by bringing that kind of stuff up, they just go, oh, yeah, this bad thing happened over and over and over. It doesn't discharge the emotional feeling. It just digs it deeper. You know, it's like, oh, you're like re-experiencing it over and over and over again. It makes the person worse for the most part. So what he found is that the mind is not what psychiatry and psychology think it is. He says the only purpose of the mind is to form an image of where you put your attention. That's it. Hmm. The spirit does the rest. You know, so what you do is ask the, the, the spirit will help locate the trauma. So you ask the person to to search back to the worst trauma they ever had, okay? Because the buried entity, the buried identity, would be below that trauma. Okay? You go to that trauma, and positive absorbs negative. So the, the the spirit itself is positive. This trauma is negative. So. When, that's, when that is concentrated on and that feeling is turned into an image, then the spirit can take it and dismantle it. Wow. So they're turning that feeling or that event into an image, and then it's disposed of. And the, the, although they can remember it after, after it's done, the, the emotional charge is gone. And you ask them, well, okay, how do you feel about uh, this horrible incident now? You go, well, it, it's a thing that happened. You know, right. it, it doesn't have that charge. This works. They've taken it to um, one of the universities in Australia, and they said, we, we don't want it unless you give it to us. And of course, the, the originators, they spent 25 years putting this together, they're, and they're not about to give it to them. So they, they blow it off. They went to the Australian government. They showed them how well it worked, and they, they blew it off. So this is something just like the stuff I'm talking about, that will remove those traumas that these things feed off of. Interesting. So, so the information that I have here, plus the use of this advanced psychotherapy, is working to get these people better. Oh. And I have no doubt that they're going to do everything they can to stop it. Oh. Because it's going to interfere, it actually, people are actually recovering from, from schizophrenia. Fully that's, recovering. The voice is gone.
0: That's beautiful. They're not That's gonna amazing. want this.
1: They are not gonna want this.
0: That's amazing. And they so, say it can't be done. But it has been done. You, it has been done. Yeah, yeah.
1: It hasn't been done a a lot of time. In the prison sure. I think there might have been uh five or ten. And then uh I had one a couple of months ago who uh she totally recovered. Wow. Uh she's she's now flying a trapeze, her she, she's jumping on the trapeze, you know, letting go in the air and catching the other person and stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Her her Confidence. testimony is on my website. Right.
0: That's beautiful.
1: So it 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 is possible. Right. And and that's all that's all that needs to be known. Is it possible? And then let's make it possible. Right. You know, but there's it's like David and Goliath. The the opposition was the psychiatric mafia and psychology and
2: right.
1: uh, i mean you look at psychology there was a, a research done on their um, their publications they found that 80% of what they publish is non replicable oh, yeah that, that means 80% that's across
0: all science pretty much like there yeah it's whoever pays for the science gets what yeah. they want out of it to, to, you know
1: especially with psychiatry <laughs> right Right. You know. And then, yeah. and then, you know, who's who's gonna, you know, you you look up the research and here's all these numbers and da, da, da and and these research designs and all this complicated looking stuff. Who's gonna understand that? What what common person gonna understand that? And they go, well, we're the academics. We understand it. And this is what it says. Right. You know, you believe us.
0: We have this costume. We are the priests yeah, of we, the order. And, we and tell you it. know what?
1: And that's exactly Thank. what they remind me of the ancient Egyptian priests. Right. You know. Oh, with all this mumbo jumbo and and uh, bull crap, and then they indoctrinate the people. That you know, I, I've been in, in that phd program, been there for two years. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. It was you making got me it. sick. You know, yeah. What that what they're teaching is is nothing anywhere near effective as the MACE energy method.
0: Right. You know, it it, it works. And that's spelled. How do you fast. spell that? M A M A C M A C E. Okay.
1: And there are two books on it um it's the first one is called Causism by John Mace the second one is uh um, Mind over Energy I think it's called by John Mace you know and uh, there's, it 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 works i mean it, it its it's working with the many people that I'm working with, and I'm working with some people that are pretty pretty disturbed and they are getting better. <laughs> And, and there's there's one has already recovered. And I've only been doing this practice thing for oh maybe if, maybe a few months. Uh, you know, I was getting overwhelmed by people who were calling in and like, help me, help me or help my child or help me. Help me blah, blah, blah. And, and Sherry said, well, why don't you start doing a consulting business? And and, and, and when I started, I, I just got overwhelmed. I'm two months in a, I'm two months ahead now. You know, I'm going to have well, to. It's great. I'm supposed to helping. be retired.
0: I, yeah, it's. I hope you're charging, uh, you know, enough to to well, make it I, worth I, it for I, you. You know,
1: I'm, I'm not yeah. charging a lot because a yeah. lot of these people don't have a lot.
0: It, nobody does. Yeah, you it's know, actually they're, they're, That's they're another way. Being, they're being trained
1: by a psychiatry. That's you right. know, thousand dollars a month for their their friggin' medications that aren't doing any good.
0: Well, maybe and we can maybe we can get you some donations to your uh, to your website to help. Uh, fund this these efforts for you to keep doing this for people
1: well that that would help yeah you know and i'm going to leave
0: i'm going to put some links uh below this so that we can people can uh help donate to uh your cause if they can if they feel the need to or if they feel like they want to they wish to
1: yeah 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 and the other thing we need to do is start teaching people right you know how to do this right yeah you know uh,
0: to take control of their own mind if they are infl- afflicted or yeah,
1: yeah so so uh, there's a lot they can do on their own there's a lot they can not so the the discharging of i mean they have to know all the stuff that we've been talking about
2: mhm
1: I mean, they they need to understand that they can get a lot of that off my website at jerrymarzinski.com they need to understand that these are entities they're not imagination or hallucinations right. they they're are destructive
0: separate. They're not yep. you.
1: They're not you.
0: And they they lie. And <laughs> yeah. they lie. And,
1: right. and uh, they hit everybody. It's not right. just the schizophrenics. They, they they get them more than anybody else. They have more right. control over them than anybody. But they hit us all. Right. Every negative thought you have about yourself or somebody else comes from them. Yeah. You know, wow. so it's all a matter of degree. And it's a spiritual war. You, yes. got the, you got the positive entities that speak in feeling and intuition. You know, it's like, Oh, this feels wrong. This feels bad. This doesn't feel right. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Your and you got internal these...
0: moral compass that you right. know, we are, it's innate with all humans. Right. And
1: yeah. then you got these guys going, oh yeah, yeah, go, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and rob this guy. Take these drugs. Chatter. So they can talk to, they're allowed to infect your mind where these these other ones are not. You have to ask for their help. Everybody has at least two guardian angels assigned to them. You have to ask them for help. They're not allowed to come in and just do what they want. If they they're they not given permission to help you, they have to stay away and sit there and watch these things beat the crap out of you. Wow.
0: Wow. So with uh, Psalm 23 and some methods of, of maintaining uh, control of our, our own thoughts. and
1: uh... Yeah, realize that the negative thoughts that come in your mind don't belong to you. Right. Um, the Psalm 23 is, is it won't cure anything, but it's like punching sure. them in the face. It's it like helps. slapping, slapping them in the face, yeah. you know? So that's the first thing I saw is these people, they didn't have any control. You know, the prisoners had no control. So when they snap, when they snapped that rubber band, when these things shut up for 15 or 20 seconds where they could repeat the 23rd Psalm, this is the first inkling of control that they had. Right. Of course, when the chief psychologist found out that they were snapping bands, then, and the bands got rid of the voices for a little while, I was ordered to stop that. <laughs> when they found out that they, I was giving them copies uh, of the 23rd Psalm, I was ordered to stop that. When they yeah. found out that, that prisoners were totally recovering from uh, schizophrenia, which isn't supposed to happen, I was put under investigation, right. and they were going after me.
0: So that's more evidence— that the hierarchical structure of psychiatry is under the same control of the hierarchical structure of the demon realms. Yeah. You know, they're, they're pushing the same, they have the same uh, will uh, to yeah. stop people from healing. Uh, yeah, they're not, they fly right in the face of that
1: Hippocratic oath, do right. no harm. Yeah. All those drugs are harmful. That's right. You know, and the antidepressants, they they only work slightly better than placebo. I think it's something right. like 2% or something like that. Most of the effect is a placebo effect. Right. And the math the more the more awful they taste and the more expensive they are, the better that placebo effect works. <laughs> so none of these none of these medicines are cheap.
0: That's interesting. The worse they taste, the more expensive they are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then now they're giving they're giving medication, you know, to people that are healthy. I'm telling them yeah. to lock them down and you know and keeping them on a regimen of more poison toxins. Yeah. yeah. It's uh and, it's really and sick. what they're
1: doing to the kids are really bad. They're giving kids yes. these antipsychotic drugs. Right. I I got the statistics somewhere, but it's it's hundreds of thousands of kids. Little kids are being given this oh. crap, you know, to treat ADHD and and, uh, and other stuff, and it's actually right. destroying their brains. Right. And, and they're just dishing it out
0: like candy, right.
1: making a fortune on it. They're making it, it so aware. that
0: they're making it so that teachers can prescribe it to the students. They they don't even need to be doctors to for the the Adderall and stuff. It, yeah, you know, in and, the nineties it was pushing like crazy. They were really,
1: yeah, then yeah, and they're still doing it. Right. You know, yeah. and then they then they become addicted to it. I don't know how many how many patients or people I talk to in the prison is like, uh, well, when did how did this start? Well, well, uh, doctor gave me uh, Ritalin and uh, Adderall, and and you know, yeah. then I, I when I got grew up, I, I wasn't strong enough, so I started using meth, and then from yeah. there,
0: lifetime of just, tweak, right? Yep, it's, yep. right? yeah, right along the way. Yeah, dude, and it you know, and then you look and you see who runs big drugs. Who, you know, it's all the same people, like the same pharmaceutical companies that, that make the opioids are also, they're buying their raw material from the same heroin, uh, you know, the same people as the black market for the heroin. You know, it's a, it's a system of slavery, basically. It You know, it stupefies people. It's sick. It, it's, and it, it's absolutely sick. It makes them susceptible to the, to the shadow people. You know, it it opens them up. It does.
1: It opens them up and and the voices start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And by starting, the person person is full of them. By giving it to them young, it makes it indistinguishable from their, from their character traits. You can't tell the difference because you've been medicating them so young. And then the effect of that medication, you think, oh, that's just how he is. It's that's just his character, you know? And then uh, it compounds and gets worse. Yeah,
1: yeah with, with true ADHD, it does have a, uh, the opposite effect. It mm. calms them down.
0: Oh, right, right,
1: right. You know, that's like the, if you see that, right. that's, kind, that's kind of like, okay, you know, you hit it on the head. So there is an ADHD. But well, well, you uh, know, they don't there's... know what causes it, but they know that amphetamine calms these guys down.
0: Right. You know? Well, I've seen some people just the way their genetics are. Like, um, uh, they, if they take heroin, they get up and then those same people, if they take cocaine, they go down. Like they, it's just, they're wired differently. Mm. Like you see, uh, like, I mean, I'm sure you probably don't know about these, but Jane's Addiction, like the lead singer of that band, uh, Perry Farrell, he's like this. He's jumping around on stage and he's running around and he's screaming and, and he's always high on dope and you think, oh, how does that work? But, I mean, I've met people, this is, you know, they take cocaine and they want to lay down and go to sleep. And it's the same. So those are the same kind of minds right. that are affected by this. Right. When you take the amphetamine, it calms them down and makes right. them less. Right.
1: They can concentrate better. It calms yeah. them down. So it does have beneficial effects. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't cure anything. Right. And the risk of being addicted to it is much higher.
2: Yeah.
1: Know? So so the prison is full of people who started off.
0: And it makes customers for the future and it enslaves them into this into the prison system and into poverty where they can't, you know, if they're spending all their money on drugs, they can't buy right. a house, have a family. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's really a dysgenics opposition.
1: Yeah, so there there is a cure. Right. They they don't want it out there. It it takes work. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 patient has to work.
2: Right.
1: It, it's not like you know, you take a pill and it's going to go away. No, they it's a battle. Right. You know, and and what we can do is give them the weapons to fight back, and with the mace method, remove the trauma. Yes. And they will slowly start improving.
0: You know. God bless you, Jerry. Thank you for giving your message and for you know giving people that might might be listening hope of conquering this you know, the voice in their head, maybe, you know. Uh, I feel like I, too, am afflicted. I feel like I can relate to a lot of things. I hear a lot of negative thoughts recurring, and I do think it might be me thinking that. I agree, and then it gets worse. I think that at some level, like you said, we 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 are all affected, and uh, if we can control our own mind, that's step one, you know, and then...
1: Well, yeah. Realize that all your thoughts aren't your own. Right. You know, every negative thought about yourself or somebody else does not come from you.
0: Right.
1: Your right. Your spirit is pure. You know, it's like it's like the energetic uh, uh, the energy in a mag- a magnet. That right. magnetic field is pure. Gravity is pure.
0: They have to convince like, you of the lie. They have to deceive us into thinking that right. we're not pure.
1: Right. That you're no good, you're scum, you're a piece of crap you're you're just a piece of meat is is the kind of stuff that they'll say.,
0: right. wow. thank you so much. <laughs> this has been infinitely interesting and thank- i I very much hope to have you on again, and it would be wonderful if we could. Speak with the this mother of the psychotic patient, or
1: yeah, let me this, write that down. I can arrange that. It just may take a while.
0: That's wonder. That's fine. I got all the time in the world. We got we got the future. And also the uh, you spoke about a mechanical engineer that was yeah. fighting. So I would like to speak with that him wow. too. If we could have you all together, you and him together, you and this mother together, maybe we could have it.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> and what's what's so cool about that is they can give their experiences, yes. and then. You get this list, and you can go, "There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is,
2: right.
1: you know this here's the patterns they're replaying right. again. these things are energetic entities, there is no time where they are, yes. there is no physical barriers where they are right. uh they can be in two places at the same time,
0: right you know right. um, and they work in concert with each other to yeah. deceive everybody,
1: yep, yep, mm-hmm. and you know some people hear one or two voices, some people hear hundreds. The more they hear, the further gone they are, the harder it is to get them back. Uh, there's some people that uh, they just can't be brought back. I mean, uh, right. there was one guy I worked with I, for about an hour. I worked just to get to the guy who used to be there before the voices took over. And I got to talk to him for about 10 minutes, and I knew he was never coming back. Wow. There was no reaching him ever. He was gone. And and some of these people are so far gone that I can't, I can't even reach them with everything I know. they're too far gone you know so you know light cases moderate cases we can do something about some of these ones where they're too far gone uh, no unless they really 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 have a desire you know it's all up to the patient because they have to do the work nobody can do it for them
0: do you think that uh ritual magic or contacting conjuring is that going to make them more susceptible like Like Ouija boards and such. Oh, shoot. Yeah.
1: I don't know how many people I've talked to that got possessed while they were using Ouija boards.
2: Right.
1: You know, some people were, you know, they kind of got scalded by it. They never went back. Some people kept, you know, oh, this is fascinating. And then they started hearing that voice after the Ouija
0: board. They didn't need the board anymore. They didn't
1: need the board anymore. And and then that thing was there forever. And then they were just as psychotic as.
0: As if they invited it in.
1: Right. Right.
0: So we have to be vigilant with our consciousness. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean these things are out there. These they're they're like sharks. They're the, right. You know we live in a spiritual universe. There's spirits all around us all the time. You know, and if you open yourself up to them, they're this is the kind we of can stuff that can be their out.
0: food. We might yes. end up being their food. Right.
1: Well, we're their food anyway. It's just right. de- it's it just depends on how much
0: how much we're giving to them of us. Yeah.
1: How how much of a pound of flesh they're they're able to extract.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. My, thank you so much. It's been, um, thank you for giving us so much of your time and I, Oh, no, no I problem. Le-
1: thank you for helping me get this out.
0: This is great. I want I want to be a, 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 a place for you to, to speak out your, if you ever have any ideas, something you want to say to people, uh, my listeners are interested and they want to hear what you have to say. So please reach out at any point. Now we have contact with each other. Um, Thank you again for being okay. our guest.
1: I'm glad, glad to do it. And I'll, I'll, yeah. st- I'll start talking to these other guys and see if we can't uh, yeah.
0: squeeze something into the schedule. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> okay. That's great. And right, thank thanks. you again so much, man. Well, thank, thank
1: you, you so for much. having me on.
0: It's been my pleasure and it's been my honor to have you here. And uh, we look forward to the further conversation. And uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time on okay. Wake the Dead.